Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Welcome in. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here on a Monday. Thanks for being with us. Hopefully everybody had an excellent weekend. Beautiful weather. Yeah, man. A little chilly over the weekend going to be really nice today, so hopefully you can enjoy it a little bit. Good morning to you, Randy. How are you? What's happening, man? Yeah, dog, it was a great weekend. Hopefully everybody had uh, a good weekend. I know I did as far as getting some stuff done around the house. I <laughs> uh, got a chance to watch. I had a great, just a great sports day yesterday. Woke up early. Uh, got to watch Liverpool play. It was against uh, Chelsea. What an awesome match that was. Liverpool ended up winning the, the match. It was, was great. They got a chance to just hang out, watch a little of uh, – you because know, I'm watching the, the F1 series and and the thing on doc on um on Netflix. So I'm trying not to watch them all at once mm-hmm. because it's gonna go away for a whole year. So I try to space that out, everything like that. And then you know got to watch the Hawks play, which was very very fascinating. <laughs> and then yeah, clicked over it's like before the Hawks was like, hold on, damn, it is a race today. So you get there just in time. I think they had like a stoppage in the race. It was like 19 laps left. So I caught the last part of that out there in Atlanta. So, yeah, it was pretty cool outside of, you know, what you usually watch is football and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, we're in that time of year where, you know, you're allowed to – not allowed, you're always allowed to, but you, you get an opportunity with a little bit more time in your schedule to uh, to venture out and watch some other stuff. And that's kind of what this weekend was. Atlanta United got underway yeah. on Saturday. Not a great start to the season. Hell of a, hell of a play by Brad. It was. Yeah. I thought, honestly, you know, if you're going to talk about uh, talk about silver linings from, from the loss – a lot of the narrative coming into the year was whether or not Brad Guzan was cooked. He played his He looked really good. He, his he looked off. really good on Saturday. Uh, and I thought they played better in the second half. They got off to a little bit of a shaky start. They looked like a bunch of guys that hadn't played together all that That's much. All. And, and Columbus is a bunch of guys that have played together a lot. So, you know, you, you go on the road and you lose the first one. It was freezing. It was like a damn snowstorm up there on Saturday morning. Um, so I, they, they are fine, I'm sure. But you still would have liked to have at least gotten the draw out of that one. And then you got the bad news over the weekend about Trey Young. And the fact that he's going to at least miss—he's not playing no more this year, Andy. Some, yeah, like that's—that's no, that's how I read it. Oh, yeah. It was like, yeah. and I know some people trying to downplay it, say he's no. only out for a couple weeks. He's going to get reevaluated in a month. Yes. Then we'll find out yes. from there. Yes. Like there's there's only 26 games left in yep. the season or 25 games left in the season. Like there's a pretty good chance Trey Young's done for the year. Yeah. So I think yes. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Trey Young doesn't play again this year, which sucks. Like yeah. obviously best player on the team. One of the main reasons to to, to tune in and 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 uh, and get into it and all that kind of stuff. But like we talked about last week, it's all about individual um, individual analysis and individual assessments. Um, some individuals are going to get more playing time now. Yep. So 
Okay, now they won last that's night. Big, that's the biggest thing. Let's not get let's not get crazy about what that is. Why not, Andy? They beat the Orlando Magic without Paolo Bancaro. Why can't we get crazy? Because people are going to do the same thing people always do when <laughs> Trey misses a game. Which, by the way, the Hawks are like three and ten in the last thirteen games Trey's missed. Yep. So they're not better without him. I'm just going to come right out and say that. Oh, that's a controversial take. The Hawks are not better without Trey. Mm-hmm. Now, they won last night, and that's fine, and that's good, and I hope they continue to win, Good, whatever. They're galvanized by the injury, and they go on a run and all that. That would be amazing. Right. Um, but they're not, they're not, they're not better w- without no, Trey. No, Trey's the no. best player on the team. They're not better without him. They won yesterday, which is excellent. DeJounte played really well. Him and uh, Jalen Johnson took over in that third quarter, and they pretty well blew the magic off the floor. Um, again, their best player also wasn't playing. They're not, you know... <laughs> They're not great without that guy, yeah. very much the head of the snake over there. I'm not trying to take anything away from the win. They got the win. But I'm not going to go crazy and do the, the hot take, see they're better without Trey thing on well, a Monday morning because that. that's nonsense. It's I'm not, not true. I'm not going to do it. Uh, but you know what? I, you don't, One thing I know about in, in professional sport, any sport, you don't apologize for winning. And they went out there. They played well. DeJounte was outstanding, especially in the third quarter. Uh, you got to see young boy Kobe come up and – yeah, and he played well. I'm looking forward you know, to seeing more of Kobe. And I think Buffkin. we're looking more looking forward to seeing more of him. DeAndre Hunter is playing really good. Andy. He really is. He's playing really good. I mean, you got to give him his flowers. He's, as much as we dump on him and everything like that, he is playing well. Yeah, uh, but here's what we dump on him for: we dump on him for not playing. I agree. <laughs> when he's I playing, agree. and especially this year yeah. when he's played, he's been he's quite played good. Well, yeah. exactly. So I mean, the more you get to see him and everything like that, and obviously, you know, losing your best player, your star player, is always a big blow. But I mean, how much further were they going to go with the star player on his team? So. I mean, he's out. I'm not saying I want Trey because I don't want uh, to see this Hawks team without a Trey Young. But when I saw the surgery, I saw reevaluating four weeks. I said, I, I, "It's my first initial thought. He's not coming back this year." Can I tell you what my first initial thought was? What? Why didn't they just call it the pinky finger? The, the press release said Trey injured a ligament in the fifth finger on his left hand. The fifth finger? Who's ever called it that? You, you, oh, you you look at the pinky as a fifth finger. That's what the press release said. Oh, okay. It was the fifth finger. Well, I think either way you want to count it, it could be the thumb or the pinky, right? Well, I think you go one, right? Yeah. But honestly, I usually go one. I go, me too. I go with the, with the pointer finger. I would almost say yeah. the fourth finger, and then the thumb is kind of its own thing. That's what I do. Right? But I mean, isn't that how you teach your kids to count? One, one two, two, three, three four, five. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, so but anyway. It is his pinky yeah. that he that he injured and had to get surgery on. I just thought it was weird that they didn't call it the pinky. Oh, yeah. Is that we don't we no, can't say pinky I, anymore? I, I don't think pinky is in the medical term. Oh. That's what it is. Okay. If you would have hurt this one, would that have been ring the, finger? Or? They would have said ring finger. The pinky finger sounds soft, I guess. Ah, I don't okay. believe it is that, you know, because <laughs> I've broken my pinky finger and it hurts like hell. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, but, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't it, it, maybe it's a medical thing. Who knows? Which one is it? I don't the fifth know. fifth one. Maybe it's a medical thing. I, I, I don't that know. That one. I don't know, but he's going to be out for yes. a while. And, then, and that's uh, kind of. Um, you know, uh, what, did, uh, what did Quinn say about big old for the foreseeable future? <laughs> yeah, no, Trey, I mean, Trey's out. Trey's man. out for a while. Trey's going to get reevaluated in a month. And it's his, it's a it's a finger it's a ligament injury on his hand yeah. like there's a pretty good chance that he might not play the rest of the year which really sucks you know and look I don't know if this is the day for it maybe it is maybe it isn't whatever there's also a chance that this he's played his last game as a hawk like right. it's possible like if he doesn't play again this season and all the smoke about trading and all that kind of stuff like there's there's a world in which that happened like yeah. I hope not right. I like watching Trey play I do too but I love watching him play that you know. I think, because I think the first Possible. thing you saw this a lot was 
it's an audition for like Dejounte Murray and everything. And I was like, I don't think Dejounte has the audition for anybody. <laughs> the starting, you know, I, I just the, starting two guard who has a hundred thirty million dollar contract yeah, auditioning. I, yeah, I don't think he's auditioning for any other teams or anything. I didn't, I didn't take it that way and everything. Uh, you know, I thought just you know it, it's the next man. Not to say next man up because he's always been the starter, but he gets to control more oh, of the game. Oh, did, more he, of the here's what like everything. people that maybe you know they sort of casually pay attention, whatever, like. DeJounte is going to play better yes. because DeJounte is now in the role where he is fit. Right. The ball is going to be in his hands. Right. <laughs> like DeJounte, 25 last night and 11 assists, his assist numbers are going to go up because yeah. he has the ball in his hands. He's a ball-dominant guard. He's been off ball for mm-hmm. two years now, and it hasn't worked. Now he's on ball. It's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. It's going to work. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, well, it's going to be better. Right. Like, they're, you know. They're gonna still lose a lot of games. Like I think, <laughs> <laughs> like they're not pushing for four. Like I'm not trying to. Yeah, yeah. yeah again, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to come in and like the Trey's hurt. That's bad. The team was already bad. Now the best players hurt. Like the next 25 games of this season are probably not going to be that fun. I'm happy they won last night, but let's be clear about what it is. It's going to be tough in the final couple months of this season. It's going to be ugly in the final couple months of this season. I'm glad they beat the Magic last night without Paulo Bencaro. They're gonna lose a lot of games to yeah. close the year out. Yeah, I mean that's what I said. Uh, the race for four is this, uh, the, the for what the fourth race pick? for six race for six. You mean the fourth pick? I mean, I mean, because that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, but like, still, I if mean, that's are, what they are. If, they mean, bad enough to fall out of the play-in round? Yes. Are they fall, are they bad enough to get into the lottery? But Dude, then, they're in it, the tenth seed, but it, and their best player but just got hurt. This goes back to they're something that absolutely you said. bad enough to fall out of it. They're in the that no man's land of. Being in the lottery, but being in the back part of the lottery. They are. You know what I mean? So that's why I said, is this bad enough that they'll be up in the top two or three? No, that's yeah. not that's exactly. not gonna happen. But they're look, they're three and a half games ahead of the Nets right now for the ten seed. And again, they're in the ten seed. We're mm-hmm. not talking about a team that's like in the three seed mm-hmm. and Trey's hurt and they might fall into the play in. Right. They're clinging to yes. a spot in the play in round mm-hmm. with Trey. Yes. Like there's a world in which the Nets catch him. Like <laughs> It's possible. We just fired their coach. It's possible. They might. There's a world in which the Raptors catch them. Like, that might happen. Like, I'm not, like, hoping. I know a lot of – I saw a lot of Hawks fans out there like, good, finally we can tank. Like, well, you've been hoping to tank? Like, really? <laughs> like, that's what you've been wanting? They ain't been tanking. Tanking's not been good. Yeah. The, the, I get, Again, I guess tanking is at least a, a, a choice. Right. You know, right now they're not choosing <laughs> to be bad. They just are. Are bad. Um, yeah, they're in the 10 seed and their best player just got hurt. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> like, I don't know. Last night was fun, but I it hate, was. To, it I was. hate to break it to people. It, it was. But then you're sitting there it watching. It ain't going to be like but, that. Oh, no, you're sitting in the fourth quarter like, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, hang on hang on to this thing. By the way, why didn't Paolo play? Hit the game winner on Saturday it, night. He was crying and stuff. He was crying in yeah, the post game. Like, was he hurt? 21. He's too the, too tired did after he, all did, that. Did he, not, did he get like, did they superstar treatment him? Now, it's the first game he's missed all year. So I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack, I guess. But that's why he ain't play. Load management. No. He hit the game winner on Saturday night. I know, Saturday that's what I'm saying. In Detroit, yes. <laughs> yeah. I know. Would he get hurt hitting the game winner? I don't know. I know he's crying. Maybe he was crying because he hurt himself. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know he's crying. I, I tuned out. I was like, part. yeah, Paulo's not playing? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he, it, was it? he was an all-star, so now you got to start. Oh, no. You know, let, let him rest. Where are they at? Having back-to-backs. Are they in front of the behind the Hawks? They're oh, they're in front. That's they're they're in the eight seed. Okay, yeah. but they're they're uh, they're a game behind the Pacers for six, game and a half behind the Sixers for fifth. 
Two and a half game behind the Knicks for fourth. So the Magic, they're there. That's Magic, what they're in it. Yeah. 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 Stop resting Paolo so much. Mm. All right. We'll come. It was one game. He's only missed one game all year. We'll come back. We'll get to what's trending here to kick off the show. Sports Radio 929 The Game. More than anything, get him a full recovery, knowing the competitor that he is. We lost Jalen. We've lost some guys. Let's control what we can control, and guys step up, and we've got guys that are capable and prepared to do that. And I believe in our team. So that's Quinn Snyder uh, over the weekend talking about Trey Young and his injury. He injured the ligament in his pinky finger on his left hand. Surgery was required. He got surgery. He'll be reevaluated in four weeks. Reevaluated does not mean he'll be back on the floor. Reevaluated means in four weeks he'll give us another timeline. There's not a whole lot of season left, so there's a legitimate chance that Trey Young's played his last game this year. Um, that really sucks. It's also unique in Trey's career. He hasn't missed a lot of time. Right. He's missed games here and there with bumps and bruises, but he hasn't missed a significant stretch of mm-hmm. games right. due to an injury like this. So this is going to be the longest stretch of games he's ever missed in his career. Um, which, you know, it, it's frustrating, obviously. The season's been frustrating. The last couple seasons have been frustrating. It's just kind of a, kind of a, a really, really tough way for what's been going on for the last couple of years for this season to sort of end this way for Trey. Really sucks. It's, that's, I think that's the biggest thing that it sucks for him. Uh, and it sucks for the Hawks. It sucks yeah. for the Hawks fan to go to see him yeah, play. all of it. Uh, and if, uh, NBA, everybody. Yeah, when you lose a player of his caliber and everything like that, it's just unfortunate. And also, you look at where this team is. I mean, they can't afford to lose their best player. Now, they had a nice win last night. And I'm not saying they, they, they're – I'm never going to say that they're a better team because they don't have Trey Young. Because they're, I not. Don't, they're not. Because <laughs> uh, they're not. That's you why know, you wouldn't say that. But you're going to get to see other guys in different roles. You're going to get to see DeJounte Moore with the ball in his hands. You're going to get to see more Cody. Is it Kobe or Cody? Kobe. Kobe. You're going to get to see more of this young man. Uh, and obviously, you know, you want to you know, continue. Just don't roll over. I think that's the biggest thing about it. You know, show some fight and everything like that. Uh, because everybody, I want to say everybody's written them off. I mean, they were already kind of wrote off, right? I don't think anyone's written anything about them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> They're not written yeah. off or on or anything. Yeah. We talk about them because we're here. Right. But in general, there's no there's no writing. Yeah, but yeah it sucks. <laughs> and, and just no like, one cares. And, and just like Coach Quinn we was care, talking, but like Coach Quinn was saying, you know, Trey's a hell, a, a hell of a competitor. And the one thing, as competitive as he is, you don't want to be not on the court. You know, and, and so, you know, you, you get the surgery. I'm assuming this happens sooner rather than later. You get to the rehab because anything can happen as far as, you know, you say they evaluate you in four weeks, but it could heal fast. I don't know. I'm just saying sometimes I've seen this when they say evaluate you in a month, and you're like, two weeks? Hmm. He seems like a fast healer. You know, he might, got, he might be Young. half Wolverine. Yeah. You never know. But uh, so, yeah, we'll just sit back and wait for the timeline. But until then, like, just like, you know, DeJounte was saying, like, you know, you, you can't hang your head. You can't go like my favorite uh, one of my favorite quotes from um, from Nick Saban. You can't have the poor me's right now. <laughs> All poor us Hawks. We lost our best guy. I mean, you still because the one thing about it is whenever it's time to go play a game, they're not going to like not play the game because Trey ain't there. No, you know, what I mean? no, you got to play the jazz on Tuesday. Yeah, you got John Collins coming in town. Mm. Obviously, you know, we had some fun with it. But, I mean, John Collins was a really good player here. He was. He was a good player here. He was. And everything really like that. But, I mean, yeah, he's coming to town. Uh, you, see what, uh, you see what Wemby did to him the other night? No, I did not. Just, he got, he, just big brothered him. He did? Yeah, kind of like kind of picked him, and then the ball came loose, and Collins gathered it, and he was like, all right, good. Here I am, open layup. Wemby right. was like, nope. 
Long arm of the law. Oh. Just kind of, yeah, it was just kind of like, you know, like the big brother does on the mini hoop. That's all about saying, that's what it like. It was kind of like that. Ooh. Like John thought that he snuck free and he was going to get a layup and Wemby just, yeah. Mm. He's like, he's unfair. He like, is. His body, I mean, his arms are ridiculous. Like you, you think you're past him and you got a clean layup and then he just reaches past you and he blocks your shot. Yeah, man. But he leads a, the league in block shots. He's a skillful dude, though, to be that big. That's what I love about him. Just the skill that he plays with and everything. And it's like, you know, Pop. Pop is in no rush. Like, Pop don't give a damn that they're losing. No. You know, Pop's like, let this young man develop. Now we got get, the next, one of the next guys. Yes, and just that, and then slowly put parts around him and then have another dynasty. You know, if they get the number one pick again this year, the, the guy that I've seen mocked at number one, I don't know his name, so don't ask me, is also French. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the French connection down there in San Antonio. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, um, cool. Because Wemby's French, right? Uh, yes, he is, Andy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Tony Parker... He was French. Yes, he was, Andy. Yeah, so you get another French guy over there. There you go. I mean, Pop works well with the French. Loves the French. Yeah, yeah, I, I can say that. Pop Pop works well with the French. There's no question about that. <laughs> Big fan of the French. Um, it was a lot of NBA games on, it was like a four, what do you call that, a quadruple header um, throughout the day yesterday. The Bucks looked pretty good. But, I mean, the Bucks looked okay. They, they did good. They, they looked, looked okay. I, I watched a lot of that game. The 76ers well, it, don't it have Embiid. But it was on, and I watched them. They looked that. okay. I watched that yesterday. Um, you know, it's it's always hard to judge the Sixers without him. Though. It is. You know, as good as Maxi has been this year, he just uh, you when you miss an MVP monster yep. like that, it's always different. And Doc going back to Philly got his revenge or whatever, whatever. I, they, guess. I mean, they won two in a row. <laughs> yeah, they, they look good. They look good offensively. They're hot. Yeah. Uh, the Nuggets Warriors game was really good until the fourth quarter when and the then, Nuggets were like, enough. Okay, let's stop enough playing of this. with y'all. Let's stop playing with y'all. Jokic is the cheat code in the league. I mean, yep. this dude, I mean, he just does it in so many facets, whether it's scoring or the system, rebound, whatever he needs to do in order for them to win. I mean, I just think Jokic is just, he just he's a cheat code to me because he's going to be effective some way in the game. He might not score a bunch, but he'll assist a lot. Yeah, and I mean, you know? they're, they're such a smart team now, too, where it's like, all right, they got their championship. They got nothing to prove in the regular season. Right. They won all those regular season games the last handful of years. I think they're fourth in the West right and they, now. And they can win it all right there. Yeah, they can win it all. I mean, they, they get to their closing lineup with those five guys that have been in huge moments together a ton of times, and there was absolutely nothing the Warriors could do. So, uh, But a pretty good day yesterday in the NBA. Obviously, again, the trade news, not fun to see. Hey, um, Del McGee finally and officially announced as the new head coach of the Georgia State football program. He's going to join us in about 10 minutes. Yeah, man. We're going to get a chance to talk to Del McGee in about 10 minutes, which I'm looking forward to. Um, let's hear one of the highlights from the Atlanta United. Now, Atlanta United, unfortunately, did not win on Saturday afternoon, but Brad Guzan looked good. He drops it back behind the circle to Amundsen. It'll fire it down the left wing again. Yaya Boa down the middle now for Jason Russell Rowe. Takucho inside the arc, takes a touch shot, diving save, Guzan. Parries it to the end line, covers it before it goes out. Good work by Brad Guzan. One of the hardest things boy, is be behind, between them poles, boy. I'm just telling you. He saved a penalty. And he did. I mean, that's. I mean, he was unbelievable. That, Kept him alive. Is that his first one? I don't know. I don't know if that's his first one here. Know. That's what I'm saying. Here with United. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, we talked about if there was that one player on this team that has been talked about more as if he's done or yep. questioned and everything. And Guzan played really, really well yesterday. Now, it's one game and everything like that. But he did play well. And we know about his leadership and everything in the back end. But, I mean, it was just unfortunate. Like you said, it was cold. First game. And I from from just like you were saying, it just seemed like 
you got to find a way to get these guys more rhythm playing together. Yeah, the communication was bad, it's especially like, especially in the back end. That's it, how the penalty got given happened. up. Yeah. But I'm like, you look at Columbus. I mean, this, these guys have been playing together a yep. long time, defending champions, yep. all those different things, and you win one nothing. I mean, you lose one nothing. Now, I heard Jason Longshore say that those are the two best teams in MLS. So maybe you went up to the defending champion's house on opening day and lost a hard-fought one nothing match, and you're the second-best team in MLS. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I, I like I like the optimism, and Jason certainly would know more than I would. Right. But uh, maybe. Maybe that's what it Let's is. So. Maybe that's what happened. Um, and hopefully, again, as these guys play more together, the chemistry will follow. Um, Brave spring training got underway over the weekend as well. Michael Harris, Austin Riley both hit home runs. Spencer Strider and Bryce Elder pitched. Max Fried's going to make his debut today mm-hmm. uh, in spring training. So, I think Ronald Acuna is going to make his debut as well I today. Think he did yesterday. Oh, did he? Okay. I think, so. I think he's I think going to start so. today. Okay. He came in yesterday, yeah. maybe midway through the game. Okay. He's going to start today. So, yeah, man, look, <laughs> spring training's really, really long. It's long as hell. I'm not going to get crazy about what's happening, but it's good when you see the stars doing good stuff like hitting homers. Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing because I wish it was on TV because I wanted to see Marcelo Zoom at first. <laughs> I really did. So, if anybody got a chance to see it or anything like that, let me know how it went. Uh, did he have to cover first or cover home or anything that, you know, is in the responsibility realm of what a first baseman is if it's not hit straight to, hit to an infielder and thrown straight to him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the one thing about it. I mean, Michael Harris, obviously you want to see that. First pitch is out of there, you know, and him in the leadoff spot. Uh, so I think I don't know who said it. It said hey, Michael Harris has pushed the debate into who should be the leadoff hitter <laughs> after that, which yeah. is really funny. Spring. I, I mean, obviously anyone who said anything like that is joking. Yeah. yeah. But like joke overreactions to spring training yes. always make me smile. Oh, I yeah. like that. It was great. It was great. But I mean, like I said, it's uh, it's going to be a long time before they get back here and uh, these games start counting and everything. But the biggest thing you want to see, you want to see growth. You want somebody to get hurt. And you want to see if there's somebody where and it's always like this in spring training and training camp. It's always like that one guy you like. You don't see that oh, yeah. impact. Oh, yeah. What the hell is it? Yeah, maybe that guy oh, makes a squad. Maybe yeah. he makes a squad. Okay. And he makes a squad, and he is damn near, he's damn good. Did the, um, were the pants see through? Uh, again, I didn't get to see them in the game. Okay. Yeah. But they, they, it's, too many, it's, too, it's too many complaints. They got to do something. Yeah. They got to ref- like, go maybe, back to wearing your old pants. Maybe that's how they're trying to grow the game. What, letting everybody see that? Everybody uh, private? Sex sells. It does. But, I mean, I don't think nobody want to see damn baseball players. Because the thing about it is, it's it's see through, but you see the jersey because they took the jersey. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You're just seeing like upper, want, upper want, thigh. What did you want people to have? Like a high rise jersey, like yeah. a belly nipple jersey? Yeah, just a, like a, the belt line. Yeah, like a, like a Zeke Elliott jersey. Yeah, see through pants. That's what you want. No. Oh, okay. That's, that's what not like. what I want. That's what I'm saying. That's usually the, the lovely young ladies who have the small uh, yeah. jerseys on. Oh, that's, that's a good look. Yeah, they kind of tie it in the front. Yeah, or whatever. man. Yeah, that's a good look. Yeah, if man. you can pull that off. All right, we'll come back. Del McGee is going to join us. He's the new head coach of the Georgia State football program. Don't go anywhere. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Love a fight song. Love it. Anytime we can play, especially when it's appropriate, as it is right now. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Midday show with Andy and Randy with you here on a Monday morning. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today, and start packing. The music is appropriate because we are welcoming in the new head coach, coach. of the Georgia State football program, Del McGee. Coach, thanks so much for the time this morning. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Coach! Congratulations, Coach. What up? Hey, is this Andy or Randy? This is Randy right here, Coach. Okay. Uh, All right. 
This is at, hi, I'm Andy. Okay, and Coach, uh, you know, obviously this is long overdue. I mean, I know a lot of people, I'm, you know, me being a dog and everything, everybody talks so highly of you and everything, and you got your opportunity. Uh, what is going to be the difficult because of the fact that you're starting, like, in the middle of a spring practice? Uh, you kind of hit it on the head. Uh, kids and the staff previously started spring ball, and we're two days in when the kind of the bad news happened for the kids. Uh, my biggest responsibility and, and what I owe to the kids is making sure they're good in a good headspace from a mental standpoint. And uh, from our team meeting this morning, I felt like they were very enthused and uh, very excited to get to work and, and kind of know what their next step is. I kind of gave them a, a simulated plan of what I want to do, and uh, I will meet with the current staff as soon as possible and everyone involved in the football program. And I promise the kids that we're going to find the best fit that's going to make them the best versions of themselves and uh, help create consistent championships uh, at Georgia State here in the great city of Atlanta. Georgia State head football coach Del McGee joining us on the midday show with Andy and Randy. And you, you, you said it, Randy said it. It's um, it's unusual timing. It's not the the normal time of year for all of this stuff to be happening, but it's an unusual time in college football. So I guess it's appropriate. Why why was this the right time for you for you to make this move and and take this step into becoming a head coach? Uh, the opportunity presented itself. I think uh, Dr. Blake and Charlie Cobb did an outstanding job of uh, streamlining the the process of hiring their next coach. Uh, it's a great fit for me. I've been a coach in the state of Georgia over 21 years. I have great relationships with all the coaches in the Atlanta area as, as well as the state. Uh, I've, I've played. I'm one of them. Uh, and I think when I got this job, I think the entire state and the high schools felt like we all got the job. So I'm, I'm enthused. I'm excited. And I uh, just really can't wait to get to work and get everything our kids uh, need to be successful. And, uh, you know, first that starts with, you know, meeting the staff and trying to get the best staff possible. You're right about that, Coach, because I know when when it was announced that you are in the running and then finally got the job, just so much outpour of people that were just so excited for you because of how you said you are so well-respected around in this city, not just not in this state, because like you said, you're one of us and everything like that, Coach. And obviously the, the, the backbone of college football is recruiting. And how do you sell Georgia State, I mean, just in this city of Atlanta, because there's so so many hotbeds for, uh, for talent here? Yes, I mean, uh, per capita, the state of Georgia, there's more guys in the NFL than any other state, so we have great coaches. Uh, there's outstanding student-athletes that's, that's playing in these high school programs. So the kids that we're going to target and try to acquire will be well-coached, uh, men of great character, and they're willing to, to go through hard work. That's what it's going to take. And there's a lot of untapped talent that kind of gets overlooked because of that. And I want to really, really emphasize the high school re- recruiting aspect as well as the portal. We will use that to kind of – fill in the blanks or, or, or the missing pieces that we deem necessary and and don't look at it as a negative and uh, just attack it. You've been around college football for a while, um, and obviously what, what's gone on uh, with the portal and the NIL and just sort of the landscape of things over the last five years has been a pretty, pretty seismic shift. I wonder from your perspective, especially being at a place like Georgia at the forefront of all of this, um, how much has the world of college football changed in your eyes over the last five years or so? 
You know, I would say it changed in the last two years more than anything. Um, it, it's, it's not as relationship-based as it was, uh, but I think, you know, whatever the process is for every staff in America, you got to identify who, who truly loves football, who fits the culture that you want to create, and, and, and not – have it all about NIL. I think if you're dealing with NIL issues in the beginning, you're going to deal with those same issues or to a great extent later in that kid's career. So we're going to do a great job of identifying kids that love football, that want to get a degree, and want to be better uh, husbands and citizens when they leave our place. Coach, you've uh, just come from a staff where, you know, the contending for national championships, obviously, uh, you know, you know, you helped recruit a lot of those players that are there. What are some of the things that you think that you're going to take from just being on that staff and, you know, the winning culture that they had and bring to your, your, your new school here at uh, Georgia State? Uh, we'll, we'll have similar practice uh, setups and how we do things. Um, just a relentless effort from our coaches, our staff, and, Everyone involved in our program will understand, you know, the high standard uh, that it takes to to be successful. Uh, and even when you you hold everyone to that standard, doesn't necessarily guarantee success. Um, but you're going to create a great foundation where our kids understand what it takes to to succeed in life on and off the football field. And and that's my job is to make sure that they're a better version of themselves. Uh, when they leave our program, and I just want to get our outreach and our, our past, current, and present Panthers that have built this place to where it is, because it has been winning on a on a, on a level not as consistent as we would like, and and, and that's why I'm here. Cause you're going to they're two spotting. Yeah, we're gonna try two two spots. So uh, you know, you know, you, you already know. <laughs> I know. That's why I say you go have my because that that two spot that that'll let you know who the men are out there. Yeah, that's right. And I, I addressed the team about that this morning, and um, it, it caught their you know caught their attention. But that's that's what I know. That's what I've been doing the right. last eight years. I believe in it. It's proven. Um, but it creates competition. But it also creates value. Uh, knowing for a player, knowing that you know if I if I do these reps correctly and someone else doesn't, then the depth chart is going to reflect that. Right, Coach. I'm I'm sure since the news has been announced, you've gotten tons of text messages and phone calls congratulating you on on the on the huge hire. From what from what I understand, um, just universally respected as as a coach, and everyone's I'm sure excited for you. You you were at Georgia Southern though, and yeah. I have to imagine. There's some folks that you still know that are over there. Anybody reaching out, talking any trash so far, or has it just been congratulations on the hire and all that kind of stuff, all positive? Uh, I really hadn't had a time to really check you know, social media. I got tons of messages that I have to respond to. I've been trying to do that, sort through the the many, many, many uh, inquiries about possible job openings. So. <laughs> uh, I got a lot of uh, a lot of texts and returning of phone calls to do, but uh, I'm very grateful and really, really happy to be afforded this opportunity at this time in my life. And uh, you know, perfect. It was perfect timing. I know it seems like it's, it's it's a difficult time, but you know, I never never complain about the timing of of things how it, and how it happens. It was crazy because we were getting messages from from some of our listeners and saying. The people down in C-Town, they want to let you know that they are proud of your coach. 
Oh yeah, that's I was I was just down there this weekend. Uh they actually inducted me into the Chattahoochee Valley Hall of Fame and uh that kinda interfered with a lot of the processes and trying to communicate with coaches, but it was definitely an honor. It was a lot bigger than what I anticipated. Uh a lot of, you know, excellent athletes, coaches and, and, and so forth, uh, from the Columbus area and I really appreciate their support and that's where I kinda Got my teeth kind of cut into mentoring young men and to men, and uh, I'm very appreciative of my city. We appreciate the time. Congratulations to you, Coach. Okay, I appreciate you all. Good luck to you. Del McGee there, Brandon, head coach of the Georgia State football team. Yeah, um, obviously, look, universally respected. Everyone's happy for him. There may be a little bit of Georgia Southern stuff in there, a little trash talk, but yeah, a lot of people just want to know about jobs. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing about How's it. How's the appropriate way to do that? I don't know. Like your buddy you... gets a job, and you're like, I know this guy. Yeah, I'm oh, qualified. You, oh, you know it happens like that. But then hey, that's, coach, congratulations. That's one of the things where you like, and then you look at the current staff because he, he got to talk to them because he didn't hire them. Well, they didn't hire any of those. Guys. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and obviously, you we can't get rid of all of them. You can't get rid of all exactly. I mean, I know as maybe a coach, over a year or you two, want but... to be able to bring your own. Um, your own people in and do things like that with it and everything. But I, I, I'm not, I would be shocked. He probably got all kind of cats from Columbus. Oh, I'm sure. That coach probably played with him in Little League. Absolutely. Hey, Dale, you remember, I, remember, remember me? You remember me? I've been coaching wide receivers for the last 20 years. Yeah, man. Where? Where? Uh, the high school. Yeah, dog. Yeah, right. I'm sure there are plenty of those messages. But that's why, that's why I always, I, when he was talking about, you know, bringing a certain thing, because, a lot of times when coaches leave from Kirby, they sound like everything mm-hmm. that Kirby instills. That's why like, you could be doing them two spots because that is like that 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 brings your car because it ain't no rest during two spot, dog. It's a practice on one side, one half of the field, or practice on the other half, and it's just going. It's like going like a round robin. It's continuously going, continuously going, and it it shows. It it, it it it'll pull your card if you don't play it right. So that's why I was impressed by him and everything. But good luck to him. Well, I know we're rooting for him. Yeah, because again. From everything that I've seen, and I'm talking about even national people that know this mm-hmm. man, have said this is a slam dunk hire for uh, Georgia State. I know Bo's excited. Bo played, Bo played the theme song. I'm very excited. Bo's fired up as a Georgia State, soon-to-be Georgia State alum. Georgia State student still currently, kind of, right? Yeah. Soon-to-be Georgia I'm, State I'm, alum. I'm, I'm, what we got left? I think I'm already alum, right? You're an alum. I got 12 hours left. Oh. You not graduate yet. No. <laughs> but, I, like, taking one semester at a time because, uh-huh. uh, you know. You're, I mean, one, look, one hour, I mean, one class at a time. You're a fan of the football takes a program. Long time. And you're excited about the hire. We're we'll, getting there. We'll come back. I'm very excited about the hire. And we'll get to an NFL no huddle to kick off the noon hour. Thanks for being with us. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the midday show with Andy and Randy with you here. Monday afternoon, this hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Thanks again to Del McGee for hanging out with us in the last segment. Congratulations again on being named the newest head coach of the Georgia State football program. You know, like, like he talked about with him, like he mentioned, just unusual timing, yeah, obviously, man. with the coach leaving and, and going to take the job with South Carolina and spring stuff had already started. And it's just kind of a, it's a really weird timeline. But it's also him? a really weird time in college football. So I guess it, it makes sense. I'm in curious the grand because scheme of they, they stopped spring practice afterwards. Does he, I wonder, did they get a chance to rev it back up for him? I would have to think so. I would so. think so, yeah, right? You got to make some concessions right. for, for a situation like this. Um, but yeah, man, good for him. Hopefully it works out great. It's, it's very, I, I love what he said though. He said, yeah, you know, timing's unusual, but it's perfect timing for me. That's all it matters. And that's all it is. That's like, all you, matters. you just have to make it work for you. Right. I mean, you want to be a head coach in college football. The job came open. He knows the state as well as anybody. He's worked in the state forever. He's from here and all that kind of stuff. Um, go make it work. Right. I mean, it, it's it's how you handle the situation more than the situation itself. Yeah, man. Right? I mean, so, you got to make the best of it. Exactly. Yeah. You, you get this job now. Well, you weren't going to get it before because it wasn't open. If you didn't take it, you might not get it then because the guy that takes it might have it forever. You know what I mean? Like, it was a it was a rare crack in the door in a weird time of the year where you were perfect for the job. Mm-hmm. He took the opportunity, and I hope it goes great. I do like, too. You know, I do too. As as much as you know, obviously, you're a fan of Georgia, and and your your worry and concern about you know your rooting is is for them. It's always nice when there's. When these when the local schools are doing well, and yeah. it'd be very cool if Georgia State. I know they've done well in the past, yeah. but it'd be really cool if you could get something going. There. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's uh you know it's a hotbed. I love what he's talking about is. as far as the NIL and all those different things. That's just a part of it. You know, you don't want to be held hostage by it, but but you are. But you are. Yeah. And that, I mean, as it's until they change it. Until they change it, it is you what are it what is. You are. But I know we talk about local schools. I was talking to Garrett this morning, and you know Garrett covers Georgia Tech. And I was curious because I saw that uh, Coach Johnson got uh, – Paul Johnson was inducted into the Georgia Hall of Fame along with Claude and all of them. And then I saw he went on my man Bill Shake's show and was, like, going at old, um, old, Jeff, old, Collins? old Jeff Collins. I was like, ah. What did, what did he say? I don't know. I didn't see it. I just saw that – I saw Bill Bill tweeted something back about, you know – or no, I saw somebody tweeting about Coach Johnson was obliterating Coach Collins. Okay. And I don't know what it was about, but, Jeff, but um, Garrett was giving me a breakdown of it and everything. And, and it was, if you're coming into a new program and talking about Jeff Collins, you're, you know, you're, you're, feel, you're, hum, you're hamstrung because of the players that you inherited because they were they were pretty much molded for a different system than you want and everything like that. But, yeah, Paul, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Paul yeah, just, he, took, he took personally some of the yeah. stuff that Jeff Collins was saying about – reinventing the program yes. and making it relevant yes. again. He's like, hang on a second, man. Dude, like, I went to the Orange Bowl. We won a lot of games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know I was running the triple option yeah. and all that stuff, but we won a lot of games. What'd y'all do? What'd you do? Yeah. You had a yeah. You What'd a, you do? You had a Waffle House Cup. Yeah. 404 The Culture. The blue carpet. 404 The like Culture. That. That was, that, that, that's what was so funny because Paul old Yeah, he's competitive. He's an old school G. Yeah, he's old, competitive. Old school G. And it rubbed him the wrong way. It did, when which, the it stuff was, which it should have. Which it should have. Yeah, I mean, look. You know, as as much as we might have those conversations on the radio and say, yeah, maybe modernize, take a step right. into modern offensive football. Maybe that's how you can, yeah, for, for the next coach to be like, yeah, we got to reinvent this thing. 
All right. I mean, he did win a lot. He I love a lot more than beat you Georgia. did. Yeah, he, did he did beat Georgia. Yes. No, these quotes are good. I'm, read, I'm reading them right now. He wanted to reinvent history a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, that's it, good. It was pretty funny. I like a, I like a, like a petty old man. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Because <laughs> like I know, because so I already got Randy, y'all going to mention We'll mention it. Yes. The, he did not get jumped, okay? It, it, it was attempted jumping, but they didn't jump him. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be Randy, you Randy, you gonna talk about Cam Newton getting jumped? Cam did get jumped. No, I don't, I didn't. Cam did fine. Cam was fine. Yeah, Cam, yeah. Cam's just fine. Yeah, yeah. And, I don't know and, and what yeah, it would take and, for Cam to get jumped, but yeah, more than that. Yeah, and yes, they know how big Cam is because they were standing next to him, and they they know him. Yeah, they've worked with him. Uh, that's the weird part that's about what I'm it. Saying, dog. The, I mean, the backstory that I got, and and sort sort of where all this stuff came from, makes it even kind of it's kind of sadder, kind of worse. It is like it is, man, because it's 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 a it's an adult problem at some of these things. It is an adult, and I would never ever. Problem. Discredit anything these these do, people are doing. I don't know Cam personally, but I've been around Cam a few times. And one thing I know, this ain't going to deter Cam from keep doing what he does because he's always been about the kids. He has more patience than me. I don't have patience with my own kids. So I can't have patience with somebody else's kid talking to me the way some of these kids would talk to him. Because I know one thing. My mom, no. We don't talk to adults like that. You, you just won't play. But, yeah, he didn't get jumped. He did more of the jumping. And it was just funny as hell because I was like, I don't. I, everybody knows about the Josh Norman. Thing. Yeah. There's been other instances where he has had to put his hands on teammates. And it always goes it well always for him. It always goes well for him. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the cast of Westlake, man. I, I, I saw Bomani put it out. You remember when Pac-Man beat the dude up on the terminal and didn't drop his Popeyes? Remember <laughs> 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 when Pac dropped old buddy on Concourse C? Yeah, Cause man. Because Pac mind his own business? I know what it is. Good. I know exactly Good. what it is. They're professional football players. But just players. don't think because they got money, these, these you, you got to know where these dudes from. Okay, yes, because that, you know, like, for sure. Like, talk about you forget. No, you, you may forget where you come from, but you don't forget where you come from. Like, right. You don't forget how to put them, uh, yeah. put them paws no on No doubt. People. I'm sure these guys have been in plenty of fights. Yeah. These guys also got paid to exercise yeah. for decades. <laughs> that was their job, was to lift weights and get strong and have other large humans try to hurt them. And they didn't get, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't. It's just a good rule of thumb here. And I know I'm sure these guys that, that are running the whatever group they were with, the seven-on-seven seven thing and all that, I'm sure they're, they exercise too. I'm sure they do. I'm sure Cam Newton was a starting quarterback in the NFL for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's giant. He's a giant human Big being. Man. Like He was the biggest guy on the NFL field most times he stepped out there yes. with all those other guys yes. out there. He's just different. Like. Don't run up on guys like that. That's all I'm saying. It's just not my one. Look, it was funny. You know I mean? I've got a it very. Was, it was so funny to me. Yes. Because how did he move? Well, yeah, not well. I think. Think about that though. You're right. Like you didn't jump somebody if their hat didn't fall off. Yeah. But also, Cam's hat was pretty well weaved in there with his hair. <laughs> I think. I think that because like the hair sticks out yeah, in some man. places and stuff like yeah, that. It ain't even like, move. Yeah, no, Cam's hat's not falling off. Yeah, no. it's gonna take a lot but more yeah, than that so to get what, Cam's hat to fall. Rule of thumb: nobody got jumped. Rule of thumb: yeah. if you're not a professional athlete, don't fight professional athletes. Yes. you know what I mean. Preach. It seems like a good idea. Preach. Let's get to an NFL no huddle. We're going no huddle with the midday show no huddle. The best the NFL has to offer. Let's go! Now, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> What's that? His hair is woven in there. 
was like, <laughs> you know, he's got like special holes for the hair yeah. to kind of pop out right. and stuff. So that hat's on there secure. Like yeah. it's not coming off. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know because Cam wears an ascot every once in a while. People want to try him. Yeah, like, ascot and, and little pants. So what? And, and he dressed like a damn auntie. My auntie will put her hands on me, all right? <laughs> okay? All right, you mess, around, you mess around with Aunt Melanie, you get your ass jacked up now. So, I was, so just because he looked like an auntie, I got an auntie that'll jack you up. So that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to fight, Cam. It's not a good idea. Um, all right, let's hear James Palmer, NFL Network, talking about the Falcons and what they might do in the draft. Mentioning the Falcons coming up, I think, is a very, very poignant message. I I think that is a team that maybe doesn't really look to go the veteran route. I know some people have tied Justin Fields. We'll go to him in a second, but it just gets the sense. We had Terry Fontenot on this show, Steve. Didn't he just sound like we we value draft picks. We value, though, building through the draft and a young quarterback coming in, even if we have to move up for him, looks to be more something the Falcons would do. Remember, they have established you could say roster, Steve, on both sides of the ball. Yes. To where they could think they could give up a future first round pick to move up from eight. They have plenty of salary cap space. They could make that jump. I think that's one team you really have to keep an eye on moving up as well. Well, I mean, moving up sounds good. Sounds real good, don't it? I love the idea. I love the idea of moving up, but this is all about who's going to let you move up. Because you can't, you know, who's going to let you move up and and the thing with about the whole moving up in the draft thing, Bunk, is that you don't want to sound desperate. Where teams are like, oh, you want to get our pick. So how about you throw in an extra this or this or this? Because those three teams that are in front, they don't have to do anything. No, they all want quarterback. They all want quarterback. Assuming, so assuming the Bears are trading Justin Fields, which right. they are. So they don't have to really move or anything. They can just sit where they are and get the young quarterback. And it's always a risk when you draft quarterbacks that high. It is. It, 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 it's a tri- when you draft anybody that high. Yeah, but it's a risk whether you draft the, the a quarterback, quarterback that high or sign a free agent quarterback just, or trade for a quarterback. There, there's no like there's no non risky way to, you to have get a one though. I guess the least risky way is to actually be the team that's that bad and use your own draft pick to take the guy. Right. That's the least risky way because it's already your draft yeah. pick. You don't have a guy and you're not good anyway. So that's what it is. I, but it, I mean, whatever the the risk is, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter to me how high the risk is. You got to do it. I got a question because I heard this question this morning, and I, and I was trying to—I was racking my brain. I couldn't think of one where a team has went up that high, one or two, and drafted a quarterback, and it worked out. Like I couldn't. Like I, I know they drafted like the Falcons, Mike Vick. That's what. That was my only one. I could yep. think of Mike Vick, and I'm, I'm talking about in the top five because I know they traded up to get um, Patrick Mahomes at ten. I'm talking right. about like up to one, two. Last time, and I, I thought Mike. Yeah. And that's the only one I, I could think of another where a team. Traded up that didn't have the number one pick to go and get a quarterback that it worked out. It's probably something out there. Well, it just doesn't happen. Ha- I'm not talking about RG3 who had a good year or something like that. It doesn't happen that much. It don't happen yes. that much. RG, RG, and RG3 was going to work gonna, out. Uh, he just he got hurt. Got hurt, and, yeah. and then he went, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but like Trubisky didn't work, obviously. It just doesn't happen all that no, often. Like I'm trying to think of, right. of a ton of times where guys, teams have traded in. I mean, the jury's out. Not a good first report, but the jury's out on on uh, Carolina mm-hmm. and um, and what they did last year. But now nah, you're right. You're right about it. Yeah, yeah be the one. Be the one. But <laughs> yeah, that's, not, one. that's not. See, that's not. That's not. Not you know, to say don't do not it. Not right? saying don't do it exactly. But I mean, 
They got. We know this. They got to get that possession right. Uh, and you know, I know there's still that smoke, and we talked about it last with JJ McCarthy and everything. And you know, my son was on yesterday with Greg and Sam. Oh, he was so. Good. And uh, he, he and he and like I helped him write the script, but it's all him talking and everything because he reads all these damn reports and he's like, Dad, what about if they go get Dallas Turner? I was like, Okay, great. All right, so let's write it up like you want it. But he's on his Justin Fields. No, Samson solved all their yeah, problems. He's, he's all on this. He's all on this. In one twenty-second sports report, and I just keep saying to him, "I was like, are you sure?" Because the thing about it, and you and I actually this last week, I was like, "Would you? Is it? Do you look at it risky to take Justin Fields, even though it's probably only a two-year deal? Probably a two-year deal. This year, you're probably gonna pick up his fifth-year option in uh, in May. So it's two years and about thirty million for for two for yeah. two-year stretch. So you don't have to automatically give him this loot or whatever. You don't. But I look at it. But from, you you hope you do. Are you yeah, exactly? But do you hope you have to pay him back? Because yeah. if you bring him over here, it's going to be you're going to be in a situation where how how do you know he's that guy? Because if you're trading for Judge, you're trading for him to be your franchise quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Are we sure that if you put him here, that you're going to be because a lot of people say, well, he's better than Ritter. Well, that's not a that's not a that's not a that's not a standard that I'm willing to base who the next quarterback is going to be. Yeah, let, let's let's hold the bar a little higher than that. Yeah. Like, you're talking about trying to get a franchise quarterback. Okay, so he's better than a guy that might be a backup. All right. You're not just trying to be better than last year. You're trying to get the next Matt Ryan. Like, you're yeah. trying to get the next franchise quarterback. It would be great if it was even better than that. Right. I- ideally, yes. Like, again, I-, I, don't have a, I don't have a problem with any of it. Like, now, if – I mean, I, look, you – the bottom line is you need it to work. Yeah. So if it's Justin Fields, if it's Caleb Williams, if it's Drake May, whatever, everyone is going to say, well, as long as it works. Yes. The difference with Justin Fields, though, is if it works, you got to pay the Piper sooner. Exactly. As opposed to the draft pick guys where you have more time. Right. The, the top draft picks, you have more time before you have to pay them that big contract. But I also don't like if Justin Fields comes in and like wins the MVP next year. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not – you can't not do it because, like, well, we might have to pay him soon. I and hope I, we pay I, him soon. That's the thing about it. When people keep saying that, like, and that was always my thing, you, well, you got to pay him. Well, if you got to pay him, that means he's done well. If he doesn't play well, then you don't have to pay him. That but you do you want know to, you have a franchise But you do quarterback. want to pay him. Yes. Ideally, Justin Fields comes here and ends up with a $50 million contract. That's what you want. That's what you want. Because then you have a franchise quarterback. Right. And That's the, the most and, important and, and, thing. And I'll always keep saying this. And up to this point, he has not proven to me that he is a franchise quarterback. No, of course not. All right. Now, otherwise, not, he wouldn't be available for trade. Otherwise, he wouldn't be available. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's not a lot of franchise quarterbacks out there available for trade. Um, okay. Russell Wilson was a couple of years ago. He was making some comments uh, over the weekend. Yes, he really likes Denver. He likes Denver, don't he? No, he doesn't. Man, Russ ain't burning no bridges. We'll let you get to some, uh, we'll get to some <laughs> other NFL headlines coming up next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. An actual Andy and Randy listener. There's actually a few out there. Hey, what's cracking, ATL? It's your boy, Decatur Slim. And every day from 11 to 2, I'm rocking with Andy and Randy on 92.9 The Game, The Midday Show. You better know it. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Midday Show with Andy and Randy with you here. Monday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. 
20 minutes away from the back page with Bo this hour. Brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. We'll get to uh, an AMA to wrap things up at 140, as we always do. Back into the big story of the day, top of the 1 o'clock hour. Some bad news, unfortunately, for the Hawks. Yeah. Trey Young's going to be out for a while. Both you and I said right off the bat, wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play uh, no, again this at year. At all. Which really, really sucks. Yes. Just absolutely uh, a, a bummer year, but bummer news on top of it. And anyway, we'll get back into that in one o'clock hour. Yeah, uh, and don't forget, guys, we're going to have Terry Fontenot and uh, Raheem Morris on tomorrow, coming from the combine. It's combine. Everybody's going up today. Start the interviews and everything. You know what we should do? What's that? Instead of like we played the James Palmer thing, they might trade up, but we should just ask Terry Fontenot what they're going to do. Might, might as well. Who are you guys going to draft? Who you, just like that. Just like that. Terry, who you draft? Perfect. Well, well, <laughs> I know you guys would like me to tell you, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's and, and it's always comes back to the same argument because we, we're getting information. Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to work out. Jane Dave's not throwing. Uh, Caleb Williams is not throwing, and everything like that. I just saw Spencer Rattler's throwing, but I just always laugh because you have the in one hand the people that say that well, come on and just. Um, it's uh, the Underwear Olympics and everything like that. Don't mean anything. But then you get mad when these dudes don't want to do the Underwear Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, I mean, it's been going on for a long time. So even when I was at the Combine, cats didn't work out and run and everything. It's, it's nothing. And I don't, I don't go into that where they don't want to compete more. That's not something that I do. Now, I know the other people that do it, whatever, whatever. I don't do it. But I'm just like, whatever. I don't understand. If you're not going to compete, then why go? And I know they go so they can meet the teams and all that stuff. Fine, whatever. But I don't think, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. not working there is going to drop him out of the top ten. <laughs> no. That's the thing. Guys that don't yeah. do stuff yes. tend to know what they're doing. Exactly. Because they tend it, to it know where the they're wor- going. It tends to work out. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think of too many examples of a guy being like, nope, I'm not doing that. Yes. And then they're like, well, we're not taking but We're not drafting you. Because that would be great. If they want to pass on Marvin Harrison and he falls down the draft board, somebody's going to get a great wide receiver. Marvin Harrison's not only not, like, working out. I don't think he's going. He's not having a pro day. Yeah. He doesn't have an agent. Yes. Like Marvin Harrison's like, but it's to a, hell with all but this. He'd seen, but he knows what he's doing. Exactly. He's going to be the he first the, wide receiver draft. He got the right people right now. Well, neighbors is coming now. Yeah. No, when Neighbors you're is great. Neighbors is coming. Roma Dunze is great. Dunze. It depends on who you yeah, listen exactly. to. They, they love all three of those yeah. guys. He's going to be one of the first three wide receivers yes. drafted. Yeah, but that's Whether what, he has an agent or he catches balls at the combine or right. whatever he does. Put on the tape. Just watch him play. Watch Marvin Harrison dominate people. Yes. That's, that's all it. you got to do. That's all you got to do is just go watch him play. So I don't, you know, don't, I think I don't want to put too much into it. He's not working out, so he's going to drop or he's scared to compete or something like that because that's what they always want to do. He's scared. He ain't scared to compete. But he looks at it like, well, I need to go. Look right. at my tape. My tape. My tape says all that. My tape is doing all the talking. Yeah, I don't know exactly what I. I you know, I, I can't uh, pretend to be inside these guys' minds as to why they don't do it. I doubt it's because they don't want to compete. They're out there competing every Saturday, and they right. know when they get drafted, they're going to have to compete on Sundays. Right. Pretty sure they're competitive, but there's some reason why they're not doing it. I'm sure it's advice that they're getting, and yeah. it's not going to help you and all that kind of stuff. Because that's the thing about it. I, just from a fan perspective. Oh, I understand that part. I just want to see it. I understand <laughs> like, that. I, 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 I understand that. I just want to see these guys do stuff. Yeah, like, I, I understand that, but that's what, I, that's what it goes back to being caught up in. It's it's if they do well, oh, it's underwear Olympics, you know. Right. You know what I'm saying? If they do bad, if they do bad, then they suck. Then they suck. And if they don't draft, then they don't do it. They don't want to compete. I'll say this: like if I'm a guy who, like for instance, Michael Penix, like 
Caleb Williams doesn't have to do anything. No. He could do the exact same thing Marvin Harrison is doing. Yes. He's not hiring an agent. No. He's not going to throw at the combine. No. He'll probably have a pro day. Who knows what he'll it do. It's going to be scripted yeah, it's and everything. Script. Yes. It doesn't matter. He's going yes. number one. That's what, that's what Caleb Williams is doing. He's going to be drafted number one overall. That's what's about to happen. Um, but if I'm Michael Penix and there's concerns and people are wondering, all right, medicals, those are, those are a question. Well, mm-hmm. obviously I'm going to get checked out by all the doctors so I can get that dealt with. Right. But what's like one of the main ways you could alleviate concerns about your physical condition? Run, <laughs> jump, <Yep. laughs> you know what I mean? Do all the stuff that they want you to do at the combine. And if I'm Michael Penix, the one thing I'm definitely doing is the thing that I know that I'm amazing at. I'm spinning I'm throwing thing. the ball. Yes, like I, I'm oh, spinning. Caleb doesn't want to throw it? All right, watch this yes, how it's I'm going to drop back, and I'm going to show you guys this cannon that's yes. on my left shoulder. Because yes. that's the reason I'm here. Right. I'm not here because I can run. I'm not here because all this. No, he can. He can do some of that stuff. And maybe he can, he can blow guys away with what he can do physically and impress them and whatever, raise his draft stock or whatever it is. But I'm going to let those scouts get their eyeballs on my cannon. Yes. That's what and I'm watch doing. How I, you guys want to watch this? Watch how this thing comes out my Gather hand. Around. Yeah, watch Gather how, around. Watch how it comes watch out this. of my hand. Boom. That's exactly what he's Boom. doing, man. If I'm J.J. McCarthy, I'm going there and I'm running my ass off because mm-hmm. that's what he can do. Right. Like, if there's any questions about you, if you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to impress these guys, then I would, I would go there and I would show out. I understand why the guys at the top aren't doing it. I understand why fans want to see it because that's the whole point. Like, you know these guys because they're good at football. You want to watch them do football stuff. It's the combine. Whether it matters to the degree that we cover it like it matters or it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like, if these guys are out there doing stuff, it's fun to watch. Yeah. So it's a bummer when they're not doing it. I think that when you look at the combine as a whole, the most important thing are the medicals. Yep, it is. pretty much. I, mean, I think because uh, a lot of stuff is overblown with the 40-yard dash. Because I've always go back to how does he play? Does he play? Fast, mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing. And I know the the the, um, the one person that always wants to talk about is Jerry Rice. And Jerry ran a four six, but Jerry plays at a four five. You know, it's things like that. But yeah, I just I never... know, but it's fun as hell to watch like Jordan Davis run a sub. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you there's know? some fun stories when you see it's that. The, it's the freak but, show, Olympics, but the other man. Thing, it, it's just what it thing, is. Like, it's like you know, this dude is fast. I know. You know, but it's fun to watch. I know he's fast as hell. <laughs> what the hell am I getting? Excited but I want to watch him sprint. I know he's fast. I want to watch so... him put on some spandex and sprint. That's what I want to do. Like, yeah. it's just you know, it, it's it doesn't have to mean anything other than that was fun as hell to look at. You know what I mean? Like, look at what a, look what a specimen that guy is, yeah. you know? Like, that's, you know, it, to me, it's as simple as that. I just like watching these guys do crazy stuff. That's it. <laughs> Does that make me a weirdo? Yeah, a little bit. Not really. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of people watching. Yeah, I mean, no, no. I mean, that. that, that I guess a, if there's a lot of people they, doing it, does that not make you Did they put it in prime time? Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a full-on yeah, prime. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's a little prime Rusty time. Rusty Manziel said he's going to watch 25 hours of coverage over the weekend. I mean, it stays on because it, keeps, it, it just rotates there's and everything like that. There's on. other stuff on. But, I mean, <laughs> the combine it is, it is, um, it's, it, it is what it is. That's how I look at it. It is what it is. I don't think that, again, Marvin Harrison, them not working out, is not going to hurt their draft stock at all. Eric Bieniemy took uh, the job as the offensive coordinator at UCLA. Um, I don't like it. No. I don't, I don't like, like it. it I don't either. like it. Now, I'm happy for, for it. I'm happy for uh, Deshaun that he got somebody like Eric Bieniemy to be his offensive coordinator. But I don't like it. He had cats who are under contract. Want to quit? Yes, professional wide receivers yeah. did not like hearing his criticism of them in training camp. What last the hell you think will happen there? Some NIL wide receivers are probably not going to like it either. Yeah, I just don't like it from the the standpoint of the career trajectory. I mean, yeah. this man was a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator in Kansas City three years ago, yes. two years ago. Yes, and look, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I 
I, I thought it was fishy why he wasn't getting NFL head coaching jobs. I guess it wasn't because he went from that to the OC in Washington and it was okay, but everybody got fired and now he's the OC at UCLA. And I mean, you don't just kind of go that way if you're, you know, one of the most talented right. guys in the league. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, you like can it. be a jerk and yeah. be a head coach in the NFL. Exactly. I just don't like it. I don't, I don't like it, but I mean, hopefully it works out. And everything like that, but yeah, I just did. I didn't like it, and that was my thought process about that this weekend. Well, it's just working in the wrong direction, and that's. I think that's the biggest thing. And then, so because look, no, I hope it works out great for for him and and Deshaun Foster and everyone at UCLA. It's probably not going to because they're going to get the crap beat out of them. Yeah, they weren't good in the Pac-12 really the last ever, and they're going to the Big Ten now, and all their guys transferred, and the best players they have are going to the draft, and they're not very good. So they're going to get smoked. So a couple of years of getting smoked in the Big Ten, then what? Then everyone gets fired. Yep. Then you're the OC at UCLA, and you got fired. Then what? Like, you go from, from where he was to all of a sudden, what? I mean, maybe you go back to Kansas City, and you get to be a position coach, but yeah, tough. It's a tough career trajectory for, for a guy that looked a couple of years ago like he was going to be the next hot head coach in the NFL. He very much is not that now. Um, we talked about this on Friday uh, when the news came out. NFL salary cap raised $30 million. Yeah, man. Raised more than it's ever been raised before, even by a higher percentage than it's ever been raised before. $255.5 million per team. Falcons, as it stands right now, have about $40 million. They're going to make some moves. They'll get up around 50 or whatever. It's great to have that, and I hope they spend it correctly, but everyone has it. Yeah. Everyone gets that money. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's funny because what if you're like, uh, in a, in, you know, you know, you're about to come up for a contract and everything, and you probably talked to the team before the salary cap bump. It was like this is the parameters of the new contract. I and hope you, you didn't. See, <laughs> I hope you, you know, didn't do 30 that. Thirty million dollar boost. You're like, huh? Tear that up. Yeah, yeah. I know. I wanted that. Yeah, forget that whole but this conversation. Is what I want, but this is what I want right now. Yeah, you know. But I mean, hey, it, 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 hopefully the players get what they deserve out of this thing. Because the thing with, with, with the NFL and teams always want to do when it's time to negotiate, speak of somebody who's been through it with them, well, we got to we gotta uh, preserve some cap space for this or that. And the same thing you need to tell them when they come at you with the first offer because nobody ever takes the first offer, period. When they, make the, when, they make the, when they always make the first offer, don't ever take it because it's always – you can always get at least, say, they offer you 10. If they're offering you 10, you can get 15. They don't want you to ask for 15. You can get 15. Does that work here? Uh, I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, I've always know. taken the first offer. I don't know. No. <laughs> no, I don't ever take the first offer. Oh, you, wait. You're going to let me do a radio show? Like, and broadcast <laughs> it? Great. Sure. Where do I sign? <laughs> do you want to negotiate? Nope. No negotiation at all. <laughs> Just where do I sign? All right. We'll come back. Back page with Bo coming up next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Like faux ball ties. Oh my god! Oh, that's great. But that was what he wanted to play. What'd she win? Did she win something? I don't know, dog. I don't watch him award show. I just see the picture on Twitter. Like, cool. Okay. I mean, everybody got everybody got a um a, a, a red carpet dress somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure your wife got a got a, a like she brought like if y'all like if they had like a a red carpet out here at Colony Square, she got a dress, right? Sure, yeah. Okay, so many. 
Yeah, my wife got every like, time we go to a wedding, we get a new red carpet. And dress. that's the thing about it. I'm like, well, that's to be the thing. I'm like, why don't you just wear the one we wore? You wore the Sons with. Yeah, you wore it once. You wore it once. And it cost all that money. Yeah. Why don't we get a little bang for our buck here? Meanwhile, I wear pretty much the same, same thing. combination of stuff same, to every okay. single wedding. Yep. All I do is I tell you the shirt and the tie. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I got like a navy blue sport coat. Right. I got a dark gray one. I got yeah. a light gray yeah. one. Yeah. And then if it's really fancy, I got a black one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got for, the, for the black tie. For the black tie. Yes. For the black tie. Yes. I got some khakis. I got some slacks. Yes. I got some brown shoes. I got some black shoes. Yes. And then it's, it's like we met, we go to a lot of weddings. You yes, know I that do. we go to a lot of weddings. So there's pictures of weddings that pop up on social media all the time, and it's like. I don't know the difference of the wedding because I'm wearing the same thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's got this dress and yeah, that dress and this dress and that dress. I got closets full of suits, and I don't like wearing nothing but three or four of them. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That, I, it's like, dude, like. Do you, you think at some point you're going to you evolve you back you into you suit, you Randy? Didn't, you didn't even wear that dress one time. You wore it for four hours. You wore it for four hours. Four hours. And then you took it off for, like, the reception so yes. you could put on something more oh, so comfortable. You said, do I, I think I'll ever get back into suit, Randy? Yeah, like, is suit, Randy, going to pop back up at some point? Because you've got closets full of Probably. suits, like you said. Probably. Are they big suits? No, I got rid of I got rid of all my Steve Harveys. Okay. Yeah, I got rid of all my Steve Harveys. Sure. I was a, I, Steve Harvey and all the the old NBA uh, draft suits. Sure, yeah, I got yeah, rid of yeah. all those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The lot of fabric the, LeBron The lot of fabric suits. look, yeah, I got rid of all those. Yeah, I got rid of all those. But, <laughs> all right. But I only feel comfortable dancing in certain ones, though, you know, because the biggest thing I had to do was I had to get rid of those those Eurocut pants I used to wear for the, for, for oh, a yeah, lot of reasons. that's a tight fit. Yeah, dog. And, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. I had a couple instances of with it. Really? Yeah, a couple times. But yeah, I mean, suit Randy, he might come back. Okay. He might come back. Right. You know, they they start making us wear suits here or something. That would be <laughs> that would be un, un, unexpected if that's what happens. I know we're maybe going to be on Twitch soon. Uh, do we have, is Mike going to make us wear suits? I don't think so. Okay. Although that would be very funny if you tuned on the live stream and it was me and Randy. <laughs> but there's probably people out there that think we wear suits every day because the one picture you see when you yes. look on the Odyssey app is me and you in suits. But that's the crazy thing. Like when I get my haircut and my boy, he, and he always looking like. Damn, dog, you all that to work? So what the hell? What the hell am I supposed to wear? Yeah, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah, I work in radio. I work in radio. Right? What the hell am I supposed to wear? And you're like the, one of the best dressed guys here. I'm like, what's wear a college shirt? I don't. Yeah, yeah, you're good. I, I got a pullover on. It's almost like a collar. It's, it is a collar, Thank in my opinion. Thank you. Yeah, Thank three you. quarters zip. That that goes into the collar uh, uh, department. This is semi formal for ninety two nine. The game. Really? <laughs> all right, let's get to the back page with Bo. Semi formal. Bringing you the stories that didn't make the cut anywhere else in the show. It's the back page with Bo Johnson on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Hello, Bo. As y'all previously kind of mentioned earlier, baseball is back. Here's how it got started. That's all we're allowed to play because the game was not televised. But that was the very first pitch. <laughs> the very first pitch. Did you really just play random crowd noise? No, it was I, Michael I Harris. The the, I heard the, the I, boom off the bat, man. It might have been. It might have been. No, it was. It might have been back practice. It definitely was Michael will, Harris's bat. I will take your run. word for it. But no, that's, yeah, you got to take my word for that's it. That's very funny that that's yeah, what you just man. played. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Michael Harris takes the very first pitch that he sees on uh, Saturday deep that's as funny. the Braves beat the Rays 6-5. They lose to the Red Sox yesterday. Today versus the Orioles, they uh, Max Reed does take them out, and you're going to see a lineup that's probably going to look a lot like the lineup you're going to see going out the rest of the season. Ozzie batting second, Michael Harris batting sixth. Behind uh, Marcelo Zuna hitting fifth there. So, yay. 
Baseball's back. Baseball's back, baby. Kinda. Kinda. But kinda. yes, but kinda. Kinda. So uh, A Rod took in a uh, basketball game over the weekend. Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Bucks. And the A Rod, you know, the A Rod <laughs> fandom is kind of split on this show. But A Rod shows up kind of tan, and now all of a sudden he has to defend himself. Here he is. All right, everybody. I know that I'm dark. Hi, everybody. But I am Dominican. What? And I went on vacation, and I fell asleep in the sun. So everybody, calm down. I'm curious. Like, what's the problem? What did people think A-Rod did? He's a little tanner than normal, and people made fun of it because it's A-Rod. Okay, were they making fun of it, or did people think he did something to his skin to make him look like, look black? Surely not. I don't know. Because if you've ever been to Dominican, they're all shades of them. Sure. They're sure. All, there's all different shades of them and everything. I saw someone call him on Twitter, Black History Month A-Rod. <laughs> wow, why y'all got to do that to that man? And I thought that was very funny. <laughs> but my thing is, like, why, what do you have to defend? All right, you, yeah, was, you, got the, a you, tan. Was, you was in the sun. You yeah. got darker. I mean, you're you, Dominican. You see my children when, in the summertime, how dark Samson be getting in the summer and everything. Sure. Yeah, it just happens. But I'm trying to I guess the out, internet just has to troll did, everybody. Did he have to come defend himself <laughs> for getting a damn tan? Yeah. You know what usually is? MF that can't afford to go to the beach. <laughs> that's who always. Guys who never got a tan that's before. That's who are always the trolls in this situation right here. Folks who, <laughs> vo- folks who go to, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Lanier Beach. Yeah. And they think they had the beach. Go to, those go to Margaritaville like, yeah. at Lake Lanier. Yeah, those Which, people, by the way, is those, a great time. Those are the people that troll people like that. The hell out of here, man. <laughs> no, it's just anytime A Rod does anything, people like to make fun of it. He's too tan, A Rod. You're too tan. He showed up t- tan. Dude, he went to. He's like, going Oppo Sammy Sosa. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, because we know what Sammy did. Sammy, like, Sammy's been bleaching Sammy himself. Sammy's been bleaching himself. Sammy's been taking like syringes and sucking out the, <laughs> the, the, the pigment. <laughs> Syringing his pigmentation. Yeah, so it's, so, it's a steroid thing. Either so you, Sammy got so you lighten up or Sammy you Sosa out. got Villalago. I don't know. I think Sammy Sosa's got <laughs> lightning cream. Something, dog. That's what he's got. <laughs> uh, later on today, the Battle of the Joeys takes place. Let me guess. Joey Chestnut? That's one of them. And Joey Lawrence. Joey Bosa. Oh. Is taking on Joey Chestnut today. Apparently, today is uh, like National Pistachio Day or something like that. <laughs> really? So Joey Chestnut's taking on Joe, Joey Bosa. Okay. Up there in New Jersey in a pistachio eating contest. Here's Joey Bosa. But yeah, I don't think it'll be much of a competition. If I'm being honest, I think he's probably going to run away with it. I uh, I was just on YouTube a little bit looking up. And I felt confident after seeing a few of them. I'm like, oh, I'm faster than these guys. And then I learned I can't use my mouth, which sounds weird saying that. Um, I know what you mean. Yes, yeah. We're talking about pistachios here. Um, them damn Bosa boys are some, are some mellow talking fellas. This happening in Santa Monica, by the way. So <laughs> they really are. <laughs> the way that this contest works, almost like they almost sound like psychos. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, man. Put a little energy in there. You know yeah. what I mean? The way this is going to work, you actually have to actually crack each pistachio individually before you eat it. Okay. So Joey Bose is talking about using his mouth, and he can't do that. So are you trying to tell me this man puts a whole pistachio in his mouth? I don't know how y'all eat pistachios. Like a he does it like, like a, sunflower a sunflower seed, seed maybe. Yeah, that, that's psychotic behavior. That too. is really, really. I got weird. a question. No good for your teeth. Because no one does that. I don't eat pistachios if they're. I don't. I don't. Why I, do you guys say it like that? What you say? Pistachios. Whatever. That too. I don't eat either one of them. But I got a question because my mama used to eat them. 
What's the difference between the ones that I see now and the red ones? My mom liked the red ones. They're red, just dyed. This is dyed, yeah. but ain't no difference in the nut. No. Okay. All right. Now hang on. All the nuts were the same. What What part is red? The, the, the shell. outside shell. The outside shell. Mama used to see the outside shell. I haven't seen shell. those in a long time. That's what I'm saying. A long time ago. Yeah. I never even seen that. You never seen outside the shell uh, red pistachio? I never seen a red pistachio. That's how all pistachios used to be bagged. What? I'm pretty sure it was all of them were red, weren't they? This is definitely this definitely a regional thing. Really? No. We, we did not have red pistachios. Growing up, in the you didn't have Northwest. red pistachios. Nah, the oh, shells wow. have always been whatever color that is. You're missing out. I don't know the difference. Huh? Yeah. There's no difference in taste. They would just dye the outside shell. I guess maybe because it was determined that food dye is bad for you. <laughs> Why would they dye them red? Like, what's the point of that? I don't know. To make them more attractive looking or something. All right. Yeah. I never no. got an explanation. I just assumed it was normal. I do like. Pistachios. Though. Not a big, not a big, you know I me. Mean, Hot take. Not Love big, pistachios. Pistachios are great. I eat sunflowers every now and then. There's not but, too many nuts that I don't like. But, but you like them, but that's what I'm saying. But you like the trail mix nuts. I do. Yeah, you like the trail mix nuts. You give me a bag yeah, of mixed nuts. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, but you like raisins and all that stuff. Don't like raisins. Isn't that usually in what, what's mixed nuts? Some of them. Well. Some trail mix. Well, yeah. Not all. There's all kinds of different types of trail mix. Have you ever made your own trail mix? Absolutely. I make it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like most nights. Last night included, right. I'll just be sitting there after everybody goes to bed watching something on TV. Uh, I'm like, you know what? Sounds nice. Uh, a little bowl of mixed nuts, like homemade trail mix. I made some, uh, it was like mixed nuts, whatever. You know, uh, like you got your almonds, of course. Mm-hmm. You got your pistachios. You got your uh, cashews. Uh, and then uh, put a little M&Ms in there and some uh, some blueberries. You put salt on them? Nope. Oh. I like my nuts unsalted. Okay. Are you, are you, t- are you putting dried blueberries in there? No, that sounds fresh, delicious. Fresh. Oh, so your trail mix only lasts a few days then. Well, I eat it immediately. Oh, okay. So you, okay, nice. Yeah. And in other NFL news, or I guess we could call it <laughs> this week's edition of <laughs> Just Don't Drive. Stupid conversations <laughs> we have on the show yeah, man. sometimes. That's what I said. Richard Sherman arrested over the weekend on suspicion of DUI. Who used to be a spokesperson for pistachios. He did. Look at that. Wait. But not the red ones. Not no, the, the green ones. You never had a red pistachio. Never even heard of red pistachios. That's unbelievable. I, I find just, this amazing. Actually. I just Googled them and it said red pistachios. Why did they disappear? <laughs> did you get an answer? I haven't read the story I mean, your yet. fingers used to come out red. <laughs> the, the world dude, wants to know. Dude. Hey, man. I, oh, they were oh, they were dyed to mask, like, uh, imperfections. Oh, there we go. So they were giving you guys gross pistachios and dyeing them red to trick you. I didn't know that. I, I didn't. Pistachios that looked, just looked weird? I don't know. They had like mold on them or something. And that, that's yeah. what we see. Yeah. Mold they were red delicious. pistachios. <laughs> hey, so Gen weird. X, man, we're just different. We were raised yeah, on we raised different down here. water hose, water, and red pistachios. Damn right, because yeah, ain't nobody, different. you ain't never crunch your thirst like a thirst crunch from a water hose. I still drink out of the water hose to this day. I mean, I ain't going to say, I, I will. In Cobb County? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. We had a boil uh, boil warning recently. Maybe that's why I got so sick last week. All right, we'll come back. We'll get to the big story of the day to kick off the 1 o'clock hour. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here on a Monday afternoon, final hour for us, brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season at mancavestore.com. We'll get back into the big story of the day. Just a couple minutes from right now, some some bad news coming out of Hawks camp yesterday uh, regarding Trey Young and his pinky finger on his left hand. We'll talk about that coming up in just a couple minutes. Uh, back into a couple of different Falcons conversations at 120, uh, and then an AMA. 
at 140. Any question, any topic, phone lines will be open at 404-726-0929. Text us or tweet us as well. The best thing, I think one of the best inventions that I've, I've come to use a lot around the house is the magic eraser thing. Oh, yeah. Those it's one of the great. greatest things ever. Especially with little kids. Yes. And that's why, Andy, it, it was Saturday and, you know, it's been a while since I had to look after a toddler. And so, and it was too quiet. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, dude that's doing? when you know something I was bad. Like, something's happened. wrong. If if some, you remember uh, Kevin came around. Hey, stop! What you? We, we just sit there as daddy. We sit there and we just like we 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 don't move. We just monitor it with our ears. And dude, he got quiet. I'm like, where the hell is this little dude at? And so I go in the kitchen. I can't find him. I'm like, oh hell! <laughs> not not realizing that there was a this catastrophe sitting next to me. So I'm like, where the hell is this dude at? It's always scary when the first place you look, they're not there. Yes. Like, oh, all right. And so I go upstairs. He's not there. He's not in his room. I cannot. So he's in his mama's office in one of the damn cabinets. I don't know how he got in there, but that's where his little ass was at. So I get him here, boy. So I go get him, and I go back downstairs, Andy, and he found a red permanent marker. Oh, God. A red permanent marker. Again. Didn't see the catastrophe until I brought him downstairs. You know our table in the in the kitchen area that 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 yeah. marble white marble table. Yeah, a lot of white in that room. All of it, just like the damn Michael, like Michelangelo, just decorated, just decorated <laughs> with that damn red sharpie. <laughs> oh no! All over the damn wall, oh, dude. Man. To be that mad and somebody looked that cute, looking <laughs> to be like what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To be like. What? What? It's for you. What, what, I made what, it for you. Holding that, holding the damn, holding the damn evidence. Right. He's not hand. trying to hide it. Yeah, he's not trying to hide it. I was like, <laughs> and so I'm like, damn, she gonna, she gonna kill both of us. So I'm trying to figure out what the hell did I? And for some reason, it may be a couple years ago, I bought this. I don't even, It's not magic eraser, but it's some kind of spray. And miraculously, I bought it a couple years ago for something, and I found it and was able to get it off the table and everything. And it worked. It worked. Wow. It actually did work. But I'm just sitting there like, damn. It's been so long since I've had marker and crayon on my walls that I'd really I just overreacted and panicked because I'm like, she gonna blame me? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, let let some get broke. You can't blame two. He's two. He's two. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? What, what were you doing? What, what, what the hell were you yeah, doing? Why weren't you watching yeah, him? I was drinking beer and watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was doing. Yeah. Exactly. You were telling the truth. That when I was, I was drinking beer and watching TV. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know what he was doing. I heard him, and then I stopped hearing him. And then all of a sudden I go in there and that's why I didn't hear no more. Dude, he wrote all over the damn walls and table with red. That's great though. You got it out of there. I did. Maybe that's how they got all the red off the pistachios. With I that don't stuff know. You but this is crazy because I mean, I never I never knew there any there was any other type of pistachio than that. And I never knew there was a type of pistachio that wasn't yeah. that. I never knew there was red ones. And it turns out, because it, it's always weird when we find little things like this. Yes. Especially when you and Bo specifically know about them, but I don't. Because we're, we're all pretty much the same age. We're pretty close. It's not that far apart, but I'm a little bit younger. And so we find out like when, when this stuff happened and exactly when it happened. Because mm-hmm. I would know about it if it happened in like 1991 right. or two. Right. So they stopped making the red pistachios in like 1988 or something like that. Because <laughs> that's when I start remembering stuff. Right. That's like my first memories is like 1988, 1989. Uh-huh. Before that, I was alive. Yeah, I have no idea. What was going I remember on. certain things. Like I remember going to see this. I, th- I had to be three, maybe. Th- I was my, one of my earliest recollections was going to the movie theater over by um, Lakewood Amphitheater. There was a movie theater over there because my granddad stayed, and we went to watch Police Academy one. I'll always remember that. That's a great memory. I always remember that. I That's remember awesome. We went to go see Police Academy at that theater over there. You were three. I think so. This so. Was like nineteen eighty. I think so. I think so. Like that. That's what I'm saying. I, I always incredible. remember that. Right. My there. wife claims to have me- like memories, uh-huh. like not like not. You were told about this, right. or there's pictures of it, or there's home footage, or something like that. Right. Like memories of her first birthday. That can't be, right? 
No. You can't remember your first birthday. I don't think so. I tell myself that a lot with our kids because they're so young. I'm like, ah, they're not going to remember this anyway. Yeah. This, that might be, oh, man, that would, that would be a scarring memory. Nah, she's no, three and a half. She's just, not going to remember oh, that. It kills me. <laughs> just like when, when an, un, an, un, an unsuspected sex scene come on in a movie that you ain't. Oh, and I'm she, <gasps> like, they ain't doing breathing. <laughs> ain't no nudity. She doesn't know she what doesn't it is. Know that. I don't want them getting that in, in their head. What are you talking about? They know who their daddy is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, you know how they damn daddy How do you is? think they got here? How do you think they got here? You better stop lying to your children. Ain't no damn stroke bringing you here. <laughs> daddy, daddy work put you here. Get on my damn nerves with that. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things I need, I need you to know. Your ass ain't come over here with no damn bird, okay? All right. And? All right. The stroke. Yeah, I know. All right, you can't... What, other did, what else do they need to know? Uh, that's most important. We'll stop right there. Stop right there. All right. Yeah, let's that, to, where the babies come from. <laughs> Yo, daddy. <laughs> Why do you think you look Why, like hey, that? Hey, dog. You better get the right. How did the stork get to match you to look like me? Yeah. Do you look like a stork? Huh? No. You okay, look then. like I do. Okay, All right. Then. Let's get to the big damn story it. of the day. Stop lying. Lying these damn children. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical treatment for joint pain. Bow! No excuses. It's the NBA. Next man up. That's all I have to say. Play the right way, play together, have fun, and try to win basketball games. There you have it. DeJounte Murray, after the game last night, 39 minutes, 11 of 20 from the floor, 25 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds, damn near triple-double for DeJounte last night. Played really well. Um, Him and Jalen Johnson pretty well took over the game in the third quarter, went on an 18-1 run as a team and put the magic away, and they got a win. In the first game without Trey. Trey's going to be out for four weeks, and then he's going to get reevaluated, so he's going to be out longer than that. There's a real chance Trey doesn't play again this year. I don't think he is. I hope he does. Like, maybe, you know, they, they're they going to be in the play-in, likely. Position themselves to be in there. Maybe he can come back and they can win it and get in the play, whatever. But, like, yeah, there's a pretty good chance Trey doesn't play again, which sucks. So, DeJounte's right. He takes over his point guard. Bogey steps into the starting lineup. And you go from there. Yeah. Re- really good night last night from Jalen Johnson. Really good night from DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, I think DeAndre, and, you know, as as the, we see him play, he's not injured. The dude can play. It's just when he's available. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those things where you can talk about evaluation. You're going to see guys have bigger roles than they've had before without Trey because you're going to have to have somebody or a collective of people to 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 uh, subsidize. Subdi- what the hell were I looking for? Subsidize something, God damn it. Subsidize was fine. Okay. That 28 points a game that he scored. Yep. You know, you got to have to figure it out and get that from somewhere else. Supplement. So, supplement, thank you. You're going to get more shots from him because this is one thing we know about Bogey. Off the bench, he was getting 10 threes up. Yeah. Okay? How many got last night? Only five. Only five? Wow, real conservative. So you, so you got to start him. Real conservative. So you got to so start him then. It's like a very efficient 17 points yeah, last yeah. night from Bogey. So you got, but I think that, you know, you're going to see more of DeJounte what he does best as far as being the, uh, doll, the ball dominant guard yep. that he is. Uh, and Jalen Johnson is going to continue to improve. You're going to see Kobe, uh, the young young player, get him some time. I saw some highlights where um, A.J. Griffin was up in G League balling. Yeah, college Park. Yeah, college Park balling yep. and everything. So uh, hopefully that's a sign of maybe he can come back and help this ball club soon. I don't know. I'm not saying yeah. I know anything. That, to me, continues to be – and it's such a mystery. It is. You can't, I can't even speculate on right. it. But th- that's one of the weirdest yes, it is. developments it from is. a guy who had such a nice first half it of his rookie year. It is. It is. He can't even get on the court now in his second year. But I like, I understand it's more than basketball and all that kind of stuff. But, right. yes, good to see him playing yes. down there at the G League level. Yes. Hopefully he can come up. Kobe Bufkin's had a nice G League season. He, and he played well yesterday. And he played well in, in 11 minutes yesterday. You'll see more of him. 
Um, I mean, at some point, you're going to be able to you'll, – you'll have a Kongwu back, so – You'll kind of have when a little that? bit more of a rotation. Have, have we got an actual time table, no, no, no. time nope. date or whatever? Nope. Date we don't know. Okay. Still- Capella played 17 minutes last night laboring. Yes. And I look, say what you want to say about Capella. He's hurt right now, so that's a part of why he looks the way that he looks. He's looked solid at times this year when healthy. He's not been healthy a lot this year, and he's struggled a lot this year. Mm-hmm. But right now, he's just out there. He's gutting he's out gutting 17 it. minutes. And that's the thing about it. They, they, you, you don't have no big bodies. Because every minute he's not out there, you're either going small or Bruno Fernando's playing. And truth be told, Bruno Fernando's not that big. I know he's listed as a power forward sort of center. 6'6"? Well, 6'7", six, 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 maybe. Yeah. Like, he's not a big guy. He sort of plays that position, but he's not, you know. Tough to ask him to go out there and defend some of these bigger body centers and, right. and power forwards that they play against. Won the game last night, though. One hundred nine ninety two. Most important thing. No, uh, no Paolo Bancaro last night for the uh, Magic, which I know Dejounte hated to see. Oh, yeah. you, you know Dejounte I, I loves forgot, going I forgot, off on Paolo. I forgot about their uh, their history. Yeah. Not nah. why he ain't play. Ducking him. Maybe. He's ducking I mean, Dejounte. He just hit the game winner the other night in Detroit, crying and stuff. You he know. hit a game winner on, Friday, out, on Saturday night. Did we night. understand? Did we figure out what he was crying about? He was just very moved by the moment. Oh, okay. Okay. Because, uh, you know, when you beat Detroit. I know. He hit a game winner. You beat the Pistons Aww. in a year like this. where they lost, Didn't they lose 35 games in a row earlier this year? I know. Something like something that. Something like though. that. When you can beat that team, Aww. you're going you're gonna to be emotional about it. He's a baller, though. Oh, yeah, dude. He's a, he's a damn Paulo's baller. really, really good. He's a and baller. Th- that's the thing. I saw some Magic media tweeting about this last night. Like, they, they want him to get – he's not going to win the MVP award, of course. Please tell me they're not trying to get him into conversation. They just want him to get some look. I mean, if last night was any indicator, he's pretty valuable. The MVP conversation. They got beat by 17 points because he didn't play last the night. The MVP. By the Hawks. Well, that lets you know he's in the MVP conversation. Who else do they got? Don't they got um, Wagner's? Yeah, two they, of got, them. they got two of those they guys. They lead the league in Wagner's. Uh, don't they? Isn't Cole, uh, Cole there? Anthony, no. Yeah, Cole Anthony's over Cole, there. Okay. Yeah, he played played good last night. Uh, they got Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. I'll tell, I'll tell you what's funny. His hair is falling out. I'll I didn't you, know that. I'll tell you what's the funniest thing I saw this weekend as far as the NBA. Watching Bowl Bowl play. Yeah, it happens occasionally. Watching Bowl <laughs> watching Bowl, Bowl play yesterday. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, you see. Something. He's big. He's big. He can shoot, kind of. He got little skills. He if he some, has like eight seconds, he had he can some shoot. nice plays yesterday, though. He made some nice plays in the uh, in the game against the Lakers. But uh, I was like, damn, Bobo. I didn't know Bobo was. I thought Bobo was in somebody's league. Yeah. yeah not the NBA though. The National Basketball yeah, I thought, Association. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I thought Bobo was somebody else's league. The only reason I know that he's here is because every time he gets in, people go crazy about it. Uh-huh. He played, played 24 minutes last night. That's what I'm saying. I saw him. I was bench. like, wow. I didn't know Bobo was in, in the league. Yep. Did not realize that. Still man. hanging on, getting minutes. Ooh, nice win last night for the Suns, too, mm-hmm. by the way. Joking. I just read that um, LeBron is looking for a contract extension with the Lakers. Yes. I don't know why this this account wrote it like this, seeking nine-figure deal. Yes. Most, he, most yeah. stars have nine-figure deals. That just means over $100 million. Yes. He's going to opt out of his $50 million yes. left on this contract, yes. and he's going to want two or three years. For 100 and- at least fifty plus a year. Sixty. At least fifty million a year. Can you imagine? Nah. This man's thirty nine years old. Yes. Sign him up for three more. Yes. Keep him till he's forty two. Yes. How? But they're gonna do it. Yeah, they're gonna do it. Lakers are gonna keep him around. Yeah, they are. I mean, and you know, I think draft his son. I don't think so. Like, 
Why? Like I don't. I would be shocked if Ronnie comes. If Ronnie James is in the draft, is in this year's draft. I would not. Really? No. I'd be shocked if he was in the draft this year. Why? He's guaranteed to get drafted by the Lakers. I don't know. I just, I, I just don't think so. This is the whole they've been doing this. So. I don't think. So. Maybe not. I hope they do. Be like so, Griffey and Griffey. So if he junior and so senior. If, so if the Hawks draft him, would that would that mean Brown will come to uh, Atlanta? Couldn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Lure him over here. He's the best chance they got. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Come, it's not nothing. Bronny, Landry didn't draft Bronny. All right, here's our plan. We draft Bronny. Because hey, the draft is – is it before or after opt out? He can opt out. I don't know. Yeah, because if he opts out, then they draft, they pick him. Then you make him come. Then they make him go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to sign <laughs> draft my contract. Draft his con- other son, too. I'm not going to sign my contract until I know where Bronny's going. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We'll come back. <laughs> The AMA is about eh, 25 minutes away from right now. Ample time for you to think of an amazing AMA question. 404-726-0929. The phone lines will be open as we wrap the show up there. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And now, here's another Andy and Randy listener. Welcome back to the Midday Show with Andy and Randy, where you'll hear all the latest in ATL sports, plus all the life lessons you'll ever need to know. From a Pacific Northwesterner to teach about all the granola in national parks, to a former gangbanger in Germany who became the best tight end in UGA history. Get it all here. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Ladies and gentlemen. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Midday show with Andy and Randy with you here. 20 minutes away from the AMA. Any question, any topic, 404-726-0929. We'll get there this hour. Brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season at mancavestore.com. Tomorrow, uh, live from Indianapolis as they get ready for the combine. They're up there. They're scouting players. Yeah, They're getting ready to go. We will chat with the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, Terry Fontenot, at 1215. Yes. We'll talk to the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Raheem Morris, coming up at 1245. Mm-hmm. So the noon hour tomorrow is going to be jam-packed with the people making these decisions for the Atlanta Falcons. So yes. tomorrow at about 1220, we'll be able to put all this debate to bed because we'll just ask Terry Fontenot, what are you guys going to do in the first round? Mm-hmm. And then he'll tell us, and then we'll know. We don't have to talk about Justin Fields. Maybe it'll be Justin Fields. What the hell are you doing over here selling wolf tickets for? Well, yeah, we're just going to say, hey, Terry, <laughs> level with us here. Yeah. We, we've had you on enough times now right. to where, come on, eye to eye here, man to man. What are you going to do in the first round? And he's going to say, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to package all these picks. Uh-huh. This year, next year, year after, we're going to trade up to number one, mm-hmm. and we're going to draft Caleb Williams. Yep. It was, oh, great. Perfect. Well, yeah. that saves a lot I mean, of sports radio hosts uh, a lot of debates and phone calls for the next couple of months. Thanks, Terry. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Talk to you at training camp. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but, that's exactly. Will he answer one question? No. Okay. No, he's not going to give us nothing. Over, we'll, over we'll, under on point five, questions actually answered by Terry Fontenot. I'll say two. As opposed to, are you in, in like, we yep, can't just ask him. As I was saying, we can't you, ask him geography questions. Are you technically questions. in India? Yeah. yeah. Can't ask him those types of questions. Football-related questions over under point five. Yeah. What will we get from Terry Fontenot? Now, I'm not trying to put, tell people don't to listen because we are going to, you know, we're going to do our best. Yeah, not telling you not to listen because he's not going to give like us one answers. And a half. But, uh, one and a half. Yeah, listen, we'll do our best. Yeah, like one and a half, man. But um, I think that, you know, you know there, there, there's one, there's this thing where, because there's always a different process to every offseason, especially when you're talking about roster, 
construction. Let me ask you this yes. before you dive into that, because it's all related. All the, the, all the, the tongue-in-cheek aside there with what we're going to ask Terry Fontenot. Um, do you think they know? No. I don't either. I think there's too much, too much, too, too many moving there's, pieces. There's, there's too yeah. many. There's moving too many moving pieces. pieces. I don't think. I mean, I think they know what they want. Probably yes, there they're probably to the point where they know what they want, and right. they've got Plan A, Plan B, Plan C, Plan D, whatever. But they don't know what's going to actually happen because no. in order for where I'm at with it, where I've gotten to with what I think they're going to do, just based on what we've heard from some of the various insiders in and around the NFL the last couple of weeks. Sounds very much like they're dialed in on drafting a quarterback, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's great. I love that idea. I love everything about it. You know, it's all uh, about which quarterback and where. Well, yeah, you got to probably trade up to get one of them because you're probably not going to have someone fall to you. What if they I don't, don't have to trade up? I don't. Well, maybe. What if, what if they're not Ooh, trading up? That's a dicey what proposition. If they're not trading up. That's a dicey and proposition. And they had their pick, which more than likely is going to happen. Yes. They have their pick of JJ, Bo Nix, and Penny. Well, I don't like that. But I'm just saying. I don't like those I think options. we all keep saying to move up. How do you know? Because you got, the thing with it is, and, and the only way I think, if you go by, the only way I think that they get one of them quarterbacks, if one of the other three don't pick them. Yeah, right. No, so I'm saying like. Oh, I, oh like there's no trading up. Yeah. There is no trading yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Unless you trade up, to, unless it don't happen in New England and it's a mad dash to uh, get a call to uh, Arizona. Right. To, you know. Because that's the thing. That's the thing. Like if if you're banking on someone falling to you, you're not the only one who's hoping someone falls. Yeah, no, like if a quarterback, if a quarterback gets by three, if mm-hmm. there's not quarterback, 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 top three, right. there's five other teams that are making that call to, to the Cardinals at four that are making that call to number five, six, and seven. Like you're not the only one at the dance, unfortunately, at that point. So I don't like the idea of sitting there waiting for someone to come to you. Look, if you believe that one of those guys at eight is your future franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. great. That's it. That's all. That's all that really matters is they believe that they're getting a future franchise quarterback, and then also that they're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to also believe it and then have it come true. Um, and if that's what they think with JJ McCarthy or Michael Penix or whatever, fine. I doubt it. I don't think that's what they think because I don't think anybody thinks that no. way about those guys. So I have a hard time believing that's what they think. Um, yeah, but I, I, I would imagine they have a lot of different scenarios mapped out right now. But they don't know what's going to happen because in order for what they want to have happen to happen, other people have to be a part of it. Yes. Trades. Yes. You can't guarantee that someone's going to trade with you exactly. until they do it. Exactly. This is a I mean, this is a this is a dance. You know, you gotta find a dancing partner to make these moves and everything. And and again, they're not gonna tell us what they're gonna do. Neither uh, I mean, no. I hate to say neither nor, nor should they. Yeah, they should, but you know, I'm nah, sure they probably should because they don't have a they don't have a final Thing. And because, like I said, there's so many still moving parts as far as what the teams at the top of the draft are going to do, what these quarterbacks – how because from what you keep hearing about these quarterbacks is that they're all – like there's a there's a pecking order, but it's not a big pecking order. You know, it's not a big, a big gap or a big distance that people have as far as regarding these people. Like right now, Caleb is a consensus number one. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that he's – like after all the evaluations and everything, is he going to be the number one pick? I don't know. He's not going to do anything. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I don't so, know how he's so going to change know. perception. Like we knew this, we knew, we knew that we knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be the number one pick. Yes, and we knew it. It was he was going to be the number one pick in the draft. We all knew that. You know, um, we knew Andrew Luck was going to be the number one pick. Mm-hmm. We all knew that. We knew he was going to be the number one pick. We it was it was it was Bryce Young, but then some people came in and was like, oh, mm-hmm. I want C.J. Stroud. I think this is, has a similar take to that draft where there's Caleb Williams, but there's still people that like these other guys also. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think back on, on quarterbacks that you knew before the draft got there were definitely going to be number one. Obviously, um, 
you mentioned Trevor Lawrence. That was happening. Joe Burrow, I think. Yes. By the, by the time yes. we got to this yes. point of the offseason, yes. you knew it was going to be Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yes. Kyler Murray, I don't know. Who like, was in that class? I don't remember, but you didn't you don't know you didn't know Kyler was going to be number one. Baker Mayfield for sure. I Definitely. didn't I, I didn't believe that until they made the pick. Yes. Like, so he said Baker Mayfield yeah. cuz Adam Schefter said it. Adam said, the Cleveland Browns are going to take Baker Mayfield right here. I didn't believe I that did believe until that they made all. the pick. J- Jared Goff went number one, but any other number of things could have happened. Jameis Winston went one. It was him and Mariota. Yeah. That was the debate, but it was probably always going to be Winston. But yeah, no, it, it, it's not. There haven't been as many Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Andrew Lux. Now, to me, I think that's what this is. I think Caleb Williams is that. Okay. I mean, I think not, not to say that he's guaranteed to have success in the NFL. That's not what I mean. Right. I, I just mean it's agreed across the board that he's the number one right. guy. Mm-hmm. And I know the Drake May smoke is going to be there and the narrative is going to be there. I, I don't know if Jaden Daniels is ever going to get into that conversation. I don't know if he's ever going to take over either one of those two guys as the number one for some people. Um, but I, I think that's what it is. I think Caleb's going to be number one. I think Caleb has – that's what has been going to happen. That is what is going to happen. They'll try to do what they do with everybody and sully his name at some point between now and the draft. But Caleb Williams is going number one. I'm, like, I'm, that's what's happening. Okay. All right. There it is. It, it, that, but I think that – because I, it, it's, it's hard for me to believe that the Bears will pass up again on a quarterback because their, their young quarterback has not proven that he can be a franchise. And it's hard to pass up – what they had with splashes. And you can talk about depleted. I mean, they, they played well out of stretch as a team. They won five, six, five of last seven or somewhere in the area in the last, in the back half of their season. That's what, that's basically what saved uh, Eberflux's job. Yeah. You know, and so, um, you know, do you keep him and move the pick? And Because I know Peter King, who's announced his retirement today, great for, good for Peter King, that he had a scenario where the Bears keeping him and then trading, with, trading this and then trading this and, and then – all of a sudden, you got all these high-end picks for two drafts of number one overalls. You could build the team out that way, but then that goes back to: Do you have the right quarterback? You know, and I don't know. And I know I heard this question: Is like, if if Justin Fields were in this draft, what quarterback would he be? Oh, that's a great question. Man, that's hard. I mean, you're going from obviously you can't take into account the three years that he's played, and you're that's just, what. I, but college. that's what I have to do. Oh, okay. So um, you're just like re-entering yeah. into this draft with the three years you've seen in the yeah. NFL. Um, I know this. I probably know, third. I know Justin Fields can play in the NFL. Yeah. I don't know if these dudes can play. Right. I've never seen them. I've seen Justin Fields play. Now let's go back to. I'd probably he, still take Caleb Williams over. When we go to when he comes out of Ohio State, where would you put him in this draft? Out of Ohio State, probably third or fourth. You put him behind May and and, and Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because remember in that draft he went what. How many quarterbacks got drafted ahead of him? Four? Yeah, but I'm, but we thought he was better than all of them. I did. Yeah. Well, I thought, except for Trevor Lawrence. I thought yeah. Trevor Lawrence was better than him. But the other two guys, I thought he was definitely better than. Or three guys? Was it Zach two or three Wilson. guys? Definitely thought he was better than Zach Wilson. I thought that was a joke. Who the other guy? Uh, uh, the, the, uh, from San Francisco. Oh, that uh, uh, yeah, boy. Come on. Somebody knows it. Yeah, thank you. Let me just. four people around here? He didn't say it. Uh, Trey Lance. There yes. we go. Yes. Uh, and, then, and then Mac Jones was taken after. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. Okay. But I don't know where they go. That, that's why when, when we started this whole process, damn, I don't envy them because they're at eight. And either – because we know this, the fourth quarterback is always going to be reached. Mm-hmm. We know that. And if, if, if it was two top guys, the third guy is always going to be a reach for them. I don't know if the Falcons are going to reach, though. That's the thing about it. I you hope know? not. And, and I'm not sold on Justin Fields coming in here and all the quarterback worries are over. Not sold on that because he hasn't proven to me in his three years of playing because, to me, he's still a de- development project player. Mm-hmm. And that's not good at year four for a quarterback. Yeah. That's, it's not. 
That's I mean, it's yeah, not good. That's that's the that's the argument against. Yeah, that's not and good. That's the argument against. If you're a prospect, if you're a prospect in four in year four, and you can tell me they didn't have all this, he has some stuff now. He went. I mean, the cupboard went all the way empty, but. Four years, and you still what we look at as a project player quarterback? Yeah, and for some, and maybe even for them, that's enough. It's like, look, if you were the guy right. by now, we would know. Right. Like, it's, we're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about a guy who sat behind someone for a couple of years, like uh, like Love in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. They didn't know because he hadn't played. Right. This man's played. Yep. Lots. Yep. And they don't know still. Yeah. Yeah. Which, still is, don't know. which is why, I don't know. I mean, I think if, if you entered him into this draft, I think people would still take Caleb Williams and Drake May over him. Okay. It would probably be the debate between. Between him and Jaden Daniels, probably he might fall to eight. <laughs> you want to stay at eight? You didn't pick him at four. He might fall there. Yeah, he didn't pick him at four. <laughs> yeah, but that's different people. One different person. One different. I was like, hold on. <laughs> different yeah, regime. One different guy. It's one different guy. I don't know. I don't know how much he had say over it. I don't either. I'm gonna ask Terry Fontenot tomorrow though. Who you picking? Just like that, Terry. <laughs> Make sure you put Terry behind it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back. We'll get to. Who are you a, picking? We'll get to an NFL. Nope, we won't. We'll get to an AMA coming up next. Any question? Any topic? 404-726-0929. Load the phone lines up. Ask us whatever you got. After this on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. Your questions with the Middays AMA. Ask me anything. Glad you asked. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Brought to you by Right From The Heart. Rightfromtheheart.org. The AMA to wrap the show up every single day. A couple of phone lines available if you want to jump on. 404-726-0929. Again, another reminder. Terry Fontenot is going to join the show tomorrow at 1215. Raheem Morris will join the show tomorrow at 1245. Jam-packed Falcons noon hour tomorrow. As uh, we were talking last week, the franchise tag, well, there's already been one player that's been notified, T. Higgins. T. Higgins. They have notified him that he will be franchised. There you go. So he's going to be mad. All right. Did he, oh, somebody make sure he take down all the Bengal stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to take down. You got to unfollow him. That's what you have to and, do. Yeah, you got to unfollow him and, and take down all his uh, his pictures. And then go on a podcast and explain why you did that. Yes. That's it wasn't about trying to send a message and to the say, team. say, bro. So yeah, you have to say, and say bro. <laughs> say bro. When someone starts their answer, when they think, when they think they're being, because <laughs> be they think be they're being be deep as hell. Because that's like they pause for a minute and they get that like, bro. I'm about to say some real blank yeah. voice, and they say, no, bro. it's not bro, it's bruh, bruh, bruh. I, I mean, bruh. I mean, everybody. That's when I stop listening. Everybody is trying to, <laughs> you know, bro. I mean, I mean, you know how it is, oh bro. My gosh. Click. That's when my mind stops yes. listening to that person. Yes. Uh, all right. Mo is in Columbus. Hey, Mo. Yo, Andy, Randy, what's going on, man? Hi, Mo. Hey, Pete, this. I've had the greatest, like, weekend plus Monday. All so, right. started out, and, and for the listeners out there, I'm going to tell y'all how awesome Andy and Randy are and Bo and Abe. So, Friday, you guys, not only, me and my girl are sitting here listening to the show, and <laughs> y'all not only reference Club Nikki. But y'all actually said my government name on the radio <laughs> and said, I think that's his name. And my girl was like, they're talking about you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. So boom, Saturday comes around and I get the news about Bill McGee. Uh-huh. And I'm from Columbus, obviously, so I'm happy. Kind of sad for the dogs, but not really. I know we can replace it. Happy for Georgia State. So Sunday, I'm like, dang, man, I wish I could listen to Andy Randy. I don't listen to all the shows. But then I had listened to Greg and Sam on Saturday, 
And they said Samson was going to be on. So, boom, turn on the radio at 9 o'clock. Guess who I hear? I hear Samson and Randy. So, I don't get Andy and Randy. I get Samson and Randy. <laughs> yeah, so even way better. Awesome. <laughs> way better. <laughs> then comes to Monday. Boom. Y'all actually read my uh, tweet while Bill was on the radio, which gave me a quick flashback of I was at the game when Dale McGee broke his leg. Hate, hate to oh, go man. there, but... That that is one of the things. Like when he was in high school, people don't understand how good of a running back Bill yes, was. Yes, he was really good. But I just want to say thank you to Andy and Randy for making my day weekend Monday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Man, y'all got the best show on radio. I don't care what nobody saying. I'm gone. Thank you. Um, you. Who says who says otherwise? I don't know. The people out there hate. Appreciate you. it, Mo. Thank you, Mo. Appreciate it. So I guess I was right when I guessed his name. You were. You damn sure were. Because I was like, I don't know. I could be. Yeah, man. Columbus. Mo, Mo Colum- could be Col- short Col- for anything. Columbus, man. Columbus. I was like, Mo. No, Mo's always short for Maurice. Or unless his name is Mo. Or Moses. Could be named Mo. Get called Mo. If, if I'm named Moses, if, if, I, if I'm named Moses, I want to be called Moses. Me too. Yeah. But somebody yeah. could go yeah. by Mo. If I, if, you, if my mama named me Moses, gonna <laughs> <laughs> call me Moses. That's like I never, I never got was when I, first time I met uh, Ben Watson. Until we met Ben, me and JV, we meet Ben, and he's out in Georgia and everything. What's up, what's up, bro? How you doing? With uh, Ben, good to meet you. He's like, uh, yeah, I go by Benjamin. <laughs> And me and JV looked at each other, man. With the whole like, name? That's exactly what I said. Like all of it? <laughs> uh, all the time? You want to be called Morris. Benjamin? If your first name is Morris, okay. you could be Mo. Yeah. I was like, man, anybody call you no damn Benjamin? Who got you been? <laughs> <laughs> but that was so funny. He's like, yeah, let me call Benjamin. <laughs> like the whole thing? He was very serious. He is. He was a very serious yeah. man. Uh, all right, hang yeah. on. Here we go. Adam is in Moses. Washington. <laughs> ain't no damn Mo. Moses. What's up, guys? Hi, Adam. Hey. Hey, feeling a little better than last time. That I hope so. Damn, dog, uh, you still down though? Yeah, yeah, that was sad. It hey, was. Uh, Andy, Andy, I know you got uh, Charlotte on the list. I got Denver on the list. Man, I I flew out there to Denver, got stuck in the airport for about a day and a half. Come back, got the COVID. Damn, that was the last time, and then Luca put up about 150 points on the Hawks. But uh, yeah, I might be. One of the few uh, lighter-skinned dudes, as in white, that made it to Club Mickey back in about 2000. Okay. <laughs> some of my uh, some of my homeboys, y'all remember when the big Chrysler came out, the Chrysler 300? Yes. Oh, yeah. Everybody said it would look like a Bentley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some if you of, squinted, it's a Phantom. Yeah, a Phantom. My, yeah, like a Phantom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some of my guys carried me up there. I think I had like 194 ones. <laughs> and, uh, but anyhow, Club Nicky brought me back the other day, Randy. Yeah, man. But uh, what, uh, I just got some trash to talk. What color Kool Aid are y'all going to pour on Don Fricky if the Hawks or the Falcons ever actually get it done? Red. Red. Yeah, red. 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 Yeah, yeah red. It's got to be red. It's, it's got to be red. Right. It'll make black Kool Aid. Do they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Blackberry or something. I think Blackberry, but wouldn't it be purple? It's purple, yeah. It's like a dark, dark yeah, it'd be Dark purple. purple. Yeah, We're good. Dark Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it, Adam. Thank you, Adam. He's right about that Denver airport, though. It's it is big as hell. Big? It's big. It is very far from Denver. And it closes early. Yeah, there's weird all, stuff underneath weird, it. Yeah, all their stuff, it closes early, too. And don't look at that that Bronco statue yeah. in the eyeballs. Because that a, thing's haunted. I, I, I've got, I had a, like a six-hour layover here at once. Yeah. And it was no, I didn't have a cigar. We were coming back from um, the mountains 
Because I remember I watched the end of the game with some damn Falcon fans. Which game? At the damn bar. It was, oh, God, who were they playing? Oh, it was about four years ago. So Dan Quinn was the coach. I don't some, remember that. Some heartbreaking yeah. loss. It was a heartbreaking yeah. loss. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Dan was the coach. I was sitting there watching it with some damn Falcon fans yeah. in Denver Airport. All right. Fred's in Lawrenceville. Hey, Fred. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hi, hey, Fred. Fred. Quick question. If you could have a new car, what would it be? And if you could have a classic car, what would it be? Uh... I would want a uh, new car, same car I got Suburban. Uh, it's a nice car. new one? Yeah. Same model. Okay. Same body type. And then, car was it old car? Yeah. I still want that damn SS Impala. You should get it. I don't want to get it, though. Yeah, you do. I do. <laughs> yes, you do. Like, do. not what? Like, 90 what? Or what? It's how far 97? back? The 97? 97. 97. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, I can't pay that kind of money to, for that. Why not? Because I'm not going to drive it. Well, drive it. I'm scared to drive anything around here. But man, he, he, he oh, fought, that's true. Man, he folk pick locks with damn dental floss. Yeah, no, you'd and be stealing my stuff. Your wheels would be off that I've car been, real quick. Because me, the mean thing about me is I don't even know if you stole it. But if you like in the vicinity, like say for instance, you walk past the empty parking space, I'm gonna think you did it. Mm-hmm. So that's why. I got yeah, no, that's true. The yeah. risk is too high on it's that too one. High. Uh, Bronco, Bronco. I want one of the new Broncos because yeah. I think they look really awesome. Yeah. And if I wanted a classic one, I want a 1974. Classic Bronco. Yeah, but you. Bronco Bronco. There you go. I DM'd a guy. Why don't you get it? And then what you told me? What? Why don't you get it? Get what? The Bronco. Well, I think we're in a slightly different situation. (laughs) 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 You mean, what I mean by that is, you know, I just got the element paid off. I know. So so I got to ride that out for a while. I guess technically. I, I keep telling you this. Technically. Yes. I have a classic car. Could you trade it in? Already. Okay, how about this? You trade it in. How much did that take off the price? Oh, <laughs> about 3500 <laughs> Is that how much are they? I don't know. A lot. <laughs> what, for the old school Bronco? Oh, the, no. Old school Bronco, if yeah. it's going to like run and look good, it's going to be ridiculously expensive. Really? It might be more expensive than a new Bronco. Really? Plus, isn't it hard to get classic cars financed? Oh, I would think so. Probably. You know? I would think so. Because I got to finance it. I can't straight. I mean, unless they want to do. If you're a car dealership out there and you want to do a straight trade for a 2008 <laughs> Honda Element, it's in great shape. Straight trade. It's 2008 kind. It's clean. It's clean. Um, I'll vacuum the dog hair out of there before. <laughs> like, we'll get it detailed. You want to do a straight swap for a brand new Bronco, hit me up. Okay. All right. Andrews and Buckhead. <laughs> Hey guys. Hi Andrew. Hey. Um, so, uh, my question is, is how do you? What are your thoughts on if the Falcons do go in all in for Kirk Cousins with whatever money he wants, but also draft the quarterback at eight? Oh, I, I would hate that. <laughs> uh, I, I saw a video today, Kirk Cousins dropping the video right before the combine. Tennis court. Yeah, tennis court Working doing drops. Tennis court. doing drops and everything. Uh, again, I'm not one for Kirk Cousins, but I mean, he is the best available quarterback. Yeah, he's a, he's the best available quarterback. Uh, Don't know what it's going to look like coming off that Achilles injury. Yes, and the, like I said, the price ain't going to be no no twenty million dollars a year. No, he wants all of it. Yeah, he wants all of it, and bread. he probably wants it guaranteed. Yeah, he's want all the bread. Uh, again, I wouldn't sign Kirk Cousins, but that's just me. Even though I think he's the best quarterback available. No, it's not just you. I, I'm with you on that one too. I don't want to do that. Uh, Griffin is in Kennesaw. Final caller. All right, so I got a question for Randy and Andy. First, how are y'all doing today? Great. Uh, that's great to hear. Uh, so, Randy. Yes. So, you're general manager of the Falcons, uh, and you have to sign one of these free agent wide receivers. Which one are you taking? 
Oh man. Um, but they, they're, now they're going to be actually free free. Um, who's free? T Higgins. We just talked about that. Uh, he just got franchised. I uh, got franchised. It's uh, it's Reds out there. Yeah. Uh, Tyler else? Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Odell Beckham. Uh uh-uh. uh. Gabe Davis. Uh uh-uh. uh. Darnell Mooney. Uh-uh. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.